Hey, this is Ryan O'Neill from the Danish and O'Neill podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 30 freaking five? Well, the best way to prevent that hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some hair left. Now, you used to have to go to the doctor's office, but now you go to Keeps and you can visit a doctor online and you get hair loss medication delivered right to your door. And they make it easy. They deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to the pharmacy checkout lines and the awkward doctor visits. Also, they use the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. And maybe you tried them before, but you've never tried them at this price. Look, these treatments take four to six months to see results, so act fast. The sooner you start, the more hair you'll keep. Now, if you're ready to take these actions and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash ATC and receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash A-T-C. Well, that's a number one bestiality podcast. There ain't no number two. Well, that's a number one bestiality podcast. It's great for me and you. It's Danish. And this is what you uh, have to do to win big tournament competitions. Look better than the other guy, make it look dangerous, deadly, and they love it. Yeah, buddy. I wait, baby. I wait, I wait. I'm gonna be nothing. All right. Yeah, there it is right there. Make it look deadly, make it look dangerous, and they love it. Yep. Ah, well, it is a sunny day in Hollywood, California. First uh, daytime recording in a long time. I know. it's. Uh, we're mixing it up. like to keep it fresh. Yeah, you got to sometimes switch things up. Uh, yeah, keep the show current, keep the show going. Speaking of fresh, I just finished the, literally, minutes before you got here, Finish the, I think we're alone now, the Tiffany Stalker documentary. Thank you to uh, Clark for sending that in. Clark, Clark Griswold? Yeah, Clark W. Griswold. Uh, yeah, what'd you think of it? <laughs> it was fucking great. I mean, it's also, it's such a good look at how psycho fans can be and fame. I mean, it's like if you're Tiffany... At some point, you might just be like, I want to tap out of this fucking industry. Yeah, it's uh, Tiffany, if you don't, if you're younger, she was like an 80s uh, pop star. Kind of had like a couple quick hits, I think. She was she was like, uh, if Britney Spears was only huge for like two, three years, yeah. that's what the equivalent. Because she was everywhere for three years and then totally fell off the yeah, map. Yeah, a meteoric rise and then fell off the map. The documentary is about two different stalkers. Uh, one guy... <laughs> Uh, has Asperger's? That guy is tremendous. He he says he's her best friend. He's also yeah. I he's mean, ah, uh, she kissed me on the cheek. Uh, I love how he talks. He's so bizarre. He dresses very bizarre too. His uh, the so great, particular. The great thing about it does does having Asperger's make you a pathological liar? Oh, he is a huge. He, he liar. lied about everything. Yeah, he's delusional too. He, oh. Dude, he put when he put on the bike helmet that he said yeah. allows him to hear other people's thoughts. I was like, this guy is. Is unbelievable. Well, then they sh- so this guy's name's Jeff. It's, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough pill to swallow. But he, then they showed his friend, and his friend seemed completely normal. And I was like, why is this friend hanging out with this dude? The guy who said he knew him from high school. Uh, yeah, and he's like, yo, he's he's super positive, and he's great influence, yeah. and he seemed like a dude who I thought maybe this guy has a wife and kids, a regular job. And then about halfway through the documentary, you find out that this guy's 
into the Illuminati shit. Yeah, and he's like, Jeff knows a lot. He's proven to me that he has inside <laughs> info and, like, oh, and contacts. That's why they're friends. With like a global superpower. <laughs> so when he's not spending all his time on Tiffany, <laughs> the other half of his time is spent on uh, researching the Illuminati. And big spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, sorry, if just pause or skip over this part. This, this is a bigger spoiler alert than Endgame. Yeah, he doesn't he's not stalking tiffany anymore he's stalking Alyssa milano yeah he's moved on he said he realizes he can't marry tiffany she's already married and she doesn't think it's gonna end the other guy uh girl i should say yeah she's a hermaphrodite hermaphrodite she raised as a boy now living as a woman yeah uh almost at times like kip from napoleon dynamite a little bit If if kip had a major head injury when he said when she said Oh, I'm a great sprinter. I'm going to show you my running ability. She she ran like 20 yards. Not that fast. It was like heavily out of breath. There were so many cringe moments because uh, towards the end of the... Because these two people, one lives in Denver, one lives in Santa Cruz. They cross paths. Yeah, they Um, meet in Vegas. (laughs) It's the most cringeworthy interactions I've ever seen. The Asperger's guy is like, "Uh, are you a man or a woman? He's like, I'm a woman. He's like, I associate, I think of you as a man, so I'm just going to say you're a man. And the guy's like, what? (laughs) And then she starts talking about sports, and he just, he stops. He goes, I have no interest in sports whatsoever. The hermaphrodite loves sports. Yeah. Jerry Rice is on the Denver Broncos. That's pretty awesome. And the guy's like, I don't, I don't follow sports at all, so I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> he and was then, very blunt. Then they meet Tiffany, and whenever oh, the he, Asperger's uh, guys meets her, he like forces a kiss on her so on creepily, cheek, yeah, so creepy. And she kind of you see her recoil because she's no, she knows who he is, dude. I mean, he just saw her like a few months earlier when he, uh, when he fucking basically ambushed her at that uh, porn convention where he goes. It's just great for like like-minded people to get together and share experience. Well, then he goes to his church and he's like, I went to the adult convention and uh, there, were, there were spiritual people there and the reverend guy is just like, oh, that's great. He yeah. finally interrupted because the guy, will he will continue oh. to talk. Yeah, if you give him a, an inch, he's going to talk for four hours. He went to a live Tiffany concert in Santa Cruz on the beach. He's, uh, he got he there. He was the like, first guy. He's talking to, the, talking to the guys who's fucking raking the sand. And he's like, Tiffany and I are best friends. The guys are ignoring him. He finally walked away. Ignoring him completely. And he's still talking to nobody. He was a great, like, whatever story... Whatever... story you have i'm going to lie 10 times worse like the girl's like you know i first saw her change my life he's like he ch- no no she totally changed my life i'm her best she's my best friend and my mentor and my protector like everything somebody would say he would top it with some outrageous fucking lie he reminded me a lot of like 10 guys that used to open mic at the yep. comedy store yep. and we did is complete lies complete delusions that guy if he found the comedy store oh, god he, forbid if he ever oh, does he'll be there every fucking <laughs> minute every weekend i was dead he'll be there at 8 a.m talking to the guys doing the cleaning you know oh i love uh i know theo Vaughn. he's a great yeah. guy he's my best friend it would be some insane thing like that i mean i pray to god that he never does stumble upon it i love when uh the hermaphrodite finally meets tiffany's never met her 
He's supposed to go to like a concert in Denver, <laughs> and he he brings like a photocopy ID because he, he lost, lost his, his ID. License. He was so she was so beside him herself. It's hard to keep it straight. Uh, she went to the liquor store, got like a cheap fucking plastic bottle. She of got vodka. like a bunch of Jaeger, yeah, Jaeger. <laughs> she's like, I'm so depressed. I thought I was gonna meet Tiffany, and I can't. Dude, when she said she had a head injury, I was like, oh, this is starting to add up more. Yeah, because like the way she talked was so weird. It was still she was. It's weird because yes, you could tell that she was affected, but I don't know if the, did the head injury also cause the stalker affliction. I don't know. It's it's hard because you you don't know before. This is all yeah. you see. Or so she, or she got it when she was thirteen, so there's no way yeah. to figure out how she would. She you know, was delusional as well. It was like I was the most popular person in my school, and I was like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. I yeah. can't prove that, but it seems. A little far-fetched. I have a relative that's out of his fucking mind who's schizophrenic, and uh, they claim that he wrecked his bike when he was 12, and he was never the same after that. But also, that's that can be an age where mental illness starts to rear its head, so yeah. it's hard to say whether the bike injury... I mean, this guy, though, the person in the documentary, the, the woman uh, slash man, she was in a coma yeah, for... Yeah, like 10 days yeah, or something like two like weeks. I like when they show uh, Jeff, the Asperger guy's stepfather, who just hates his guts. <laughs> He's like a hard-nosed military ha- guy. Hated him, like openly hated him. His dad was military, died in action, and then this guy was like his platoon mate, I think, and yeah. married his, his mom. And hates like hates his guts. Oh, despised him. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's got problems. I don't know. The guy and his stepdad also uh, builds model trains. He fucked one up. <laughs> I can only he imagine ba- the beating he got he, for that. He banned him from being in that room ever again. <laughs> uh, and, simultaneously, it was super depressing. And, oh, it was, and it was laugh sad. out loud hilarious. It was sad, but it was also the amazing. end was just like. So sad and pathetic. I was like, <laughs> I like uh, just I, the guy Jeff has like news clippings of like, oh, it says my full name here, but then in the articles like major stalker, like yeah, oh yeah, it shows him how he had a restra- she had a restraining order three years he couldn't be anywhere near her. He got he sh- loved it. Showed up at a government building with a samurai sword oh. to give her because that was a high honor. For samurais, and they they are like they took the sword. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Also, when he goes to that uh, adult convention, the uh, adult entertainment convention, yeah. he stops by another porn star and says, "I got you uh, th- three uh, unopened copies of a uh, Playboy that you were in. Yeah, uh, I, I want to give them all to you." The woman's like, "Oh, okay." So thank this guy's stalking. It's not just Tiffany. He's got a lot of fetishes going on. I liked when they met Tiffany both when they were together. That security kind of all right, guys. Like, let's keep it moving. Dude, like, I was shocked she didn't have more security because he, as soon as she walked into the lobby, he was he grabbed her and kissed her, and there was nobody there to stop it. Yeah, he like went right like beeline to her. She was great though. She handled it well. She goes, "I got to get going. I'm running late." And he yeah. goes, I-, "I told everyone you're running late. You're fashionably late." She's like, "You know me. I'm always late. like being like, please don't kill me." <laughs> I like so when the herma- uh, hermaphrodite meets her in Vegas, gets all done up, hasn't slept for 24 hours. Also, clearly was on drugs or something. Sharing a room with the Asperger's guy. He didn't have any money. <laughs> Took a bus, I believe, to Vegas yes. from Denver. Uh so they're together, and then the Asperger's got. Because I think the hermaphrodite's like in love with her, right? They're Sexually? both in love with her. Yeah. So she. Well, no, the hermaphrodite says like, I know that 
if she she'll be with me and I know that my life will be complete when her and I are in like a romantic relationship and he he she knows that she, that Tiffany wants it. So she finally meets Tiffany and is like on cloud nine and they're in the room after and she's like Oh my God, I kissed Tiffany. I can't believe it. And the guy Jeff's like, yeah, I remember the first time I kissed Tiffany. And, and the, and, I laughed so hard. And the guy happened. goes, What you just did was so hurtful. Like, fucking back off. Like, I'm so pissed. And the guy Jeff's like, Okay, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> he did one up it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember being like what you are. Like, you know, we're best friends, so I get it. But. And he got so oh. pissed off. I love when he is uh, when in that same scene when he, she's like, I don't want to sound redundant, but this was like the greatest experience of my life. He's like, you're not sounding redundant. No, no. That's a profound thing to say. Like, you're a great person. For <laughs> yeah. And he would say, yeah, like, I understand. Like, when they met, I thought, I was like, this, the best ending is if they fought. I thought. That's, That's what, what I, I thought. thought. But then he's like, you know, the director is like, fingers crossed, please let him fuck. The Asperger's guy's like, I'm not, I'm not into, I'm not into like that sort of thing. Like basically I'm not into hermaphrodites. Yeah. But like what, they have so much in common. They have everything in common. Like they're the perfect fucking they're both couple. Talking Tiffany. Except the, the, the chick only likes chicks. Yeah. And then she found a best friend at the end that looks just like Tiffany. The best friend seemed bizarrely kind of normal. Acutish and I was I, almost identical to Tiffany. I was shocked. I know that this. I was like, "What is this?" She's like, "She's funny." She was so ready. She was doing Hans and Franz impressions. <laughs> she was very wacky. The hermaphrodite, dude. She goes, "I met uh, the girl that met the hermaphrodite." The, the other woman said, "I met her in the waiting room of a doctor." And I Could go, be a psychiatrist. "Yeah, that's what I probably is." Yeah, she is. I, I would think you. Have, if you're like, I'm going to be her, this person's best friend, you have some major fucking issues. It seemed like everybody we thought was normal that was friends with these lunatics <laughs> that turned out to be completely insane. I like the one guy who's like, "I'm friends with Jeff. I also have Aspergers," but like was a little more aware yeah. of like it can lead to kind of some crazy behavior. Extreme Aspergers. I mean, right before you get to the cusp of full-blown autism, all have the same cadence. Yes. All have the same cadence. He, uh, he, the, he had a Rain Man-like knowledge of Tiffany concerts. Like, that was in uh, 1985 at the uh, <laughs> Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. People were like, what the fuck? The I, one girl was great. He was like the leader of the fan club and was basically like, he's crazy. I met him one time. Yeah, like, yeah. He thinks they're soulmates. I don't know what his deal is. And you know that chick is super extreme already. Yeah. And then she's like, this guy, it's like when you have like some group that's that's like super extreme and then you have that subgroup that's ex- like terrorist level extreme. You could tell he when he talked about her having a husband how much he hated. He, well, he admitted, he goes, look at the jealousy on his face. They had a picture of Tiffany, <laughs> yes. the husband and him. He goes, look at his face. Look at the jealousy on it. Cause, oh, those are jealous eyes. You're like, oh shit, this guy's nuts. Dude, it made me so worried for Tiffany's safety because then they after the end of that concert where he got there at 8 a.m. on the beach and he's just at every show she does he's just like front and center like front row yeah. just staring at her like so fucking crazy but I think the most disturbing thing is there were a lot of other dudes his age that were there how about the one guy who was like had like neck tats like a superman's man yeah he's I was and like oh like, this guy could probably get like, a lot of chicks he's like I love Tiffany I love the music always yeah, that, have he yeah. was, I was like this guy's nuts too he's like I've seen her a uh, hundred times and, yeah I was uh, like what the fuck is this like a, I, I know no one who, he said when he was a teenager he had to go see the back or 
Backstreet Boys? No, New Kids, oh, on, new the kids block. on the Block. Like, I Tiffany left, was opening. I left right after Tiffany to be like, I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. <he's laughs> okay, like, dude. Uh, Tiffany's a, she's an attractive lady. I, I looked up her Playboy stuff. Yeah, she's aged Some big well. old beefers. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a feature on her. But fuck, does she have balls to go into these rooms Small, basically unarmed. Small events, too. Yeah. And I wonder if it's true that she does martial arts. I could see that being a thing after these super stalkers. Yeah, but it's uh, even if she, I mean, the good news is, is neither of them are, I mean, weapons withstanding, or neither yeah. of those guys are going to beat you hand to hand, I don't think. Even a woman. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Maybe the Jeff guy, he was like, it looked a little bigger. The hermaphrodite, I don't think, is going to give you much problem. I want, I love when the Jeff guy describes his three sexual encounters. What was like 1985, 89, and 92. Very spaced out, very <laughs> few and far between. He said one woman didn't want to be there, which made me think that maybe this was a sexual assault i don't know <laughs> or she was hired by like his family true <laughs> you know the guy that directed that uh created that trip tank on comedy central later okay i like uh jeff's apartment how like hoarderish it was and he like cleaned it up did, you, did he clean that thing up? i mean it was it was like next level hoarder yeah it was a lot of shit in but there. then he cleaned it up it looked immaculate do you think he did it or do you think the uh, apartment building because you can't tell because the guy lying all the time yeah it's true do you think the apartment was like we're getting rats there's cockroaches Cl- we're coming in clean this shit up or you're getting tossed out yeah because he said like i just spent a week straight or whatever it was and he got a new mattress so he something going- leads me to tell like they he might have a social worker that comes in he both of them were on government aid <laughs> <laughs> they both said they were surprising. So they don't yeah. work. Uh, he was going through his newspaper. He's like, I don't know why I have like four. Of, he would like four of the same magazine that had her in it. And then he would have just an insane Alyssa Milano. I hope you're uh, you're Dude, mu- watching out for this guy. To, if you're Tiffany and you know these people exist, because uh, there was a guy that was stalking Tiffany and he brought a, like a 357 to her concert. Her security found him. Dragged him out. That guy later killed an actress that he was yeah. obsessed with. So if you're the balls that you would have to have to be, and by the way, this this goes for everybody. I mean, there, there's this level of stalker on every celebrity. No, we've met uh, you know comedians that aren't huge, but like have had yeah people bugging them. Charles Fleischer had a woman that was uh, yeah. stalking Charles him. Charles Fleischer, you don't know, know, is the voice of Roger Rabbit. A, uh, a stand-up comedian. Yeah, and he was an older gentleman. This lady <laughs> would bad. come into the store when we worked there the era. She had big fucking thick glasses. And she'd be, is Charles here? She called me every day. She goes, um, I'm calling to see if Charles is on the lineup. I'd like to reserve tickets. And I was like, uh, lady, just come in. Everyone knows who the fuck you are. Some of the uh, female com or a female comic right now at the store has had a problem with somebody. Yeah. And they give her an alias. But to me, it's like it's so hard to hide just because all you have to do you is have go, to go out and perform. All you have to do is go to the comedy store. You find out what her alias is. Then you look at the line. Well, everybody knows now. Yeah, it's not I've hard. I've seen it even on Instagram. No, people. And even like, like oh. I think Theo Vaughn, I want to say, like was like, it's so stupid and then said like. So and so is this name? Like he's like everyone knows yeah. it's not a secret. But I think I think it was at first to throw off. There was an individual yeah. who was coming, like sitting front row every night to watch her and like giving her shit. I'm sure even Rogan has people who like kind of bleed into. Uh, oh, absolutely! I little, mean, a little crazy. The good news is that he can handle himself <laughs> unless yeah. you get a unless you get a guy's like six foot eight or you know seven hundred pounds. That's yeah. what I always worry about at the comedy is that no one's. If you're huge, there is definitely that that possibility you get a like Rogan. I could see having a serious stalker. I'm sure or an anti-Rogan, like someone who thinks that yeah. they're being targeted. 
Who what, was it? Nick Cage. He woke up to a naked guy like at the foot of his bed. Uh, no, the, the somebody had it. Oh, Keanu Reeves twice. A woman was showering in his house and the, and woke up and there was a woman in his bedroom. I thought somebody woke up with a guy at the foot of their bed, like naked, which would be so fucking. May, I'm sure there did. When you're sleeping, Letterman had it. Bam Margera had a girl who's like. Make it out with him. I forget who. Somebody had somebody going through their trash. Uh, I'm just, sure like, that happens a lot. No, I mean, every now and then you see like so-and-so battling and stuff. Like it's, It happens all the time. It's easy to find out where everyone lives, by the way. Like anybody, even like lower level people, you can just type in someone's name. You can find out anybody's yeah, no, address. With the, with the internet, the stocking game, I think, has become like social media and you can figure out where people are a lot easier, I think, than back in the day. I see why Sarah Silverman lives in that Bill big... Uh, highly secure apartment building address (laughs) (laughs) uh but it makes sense because i I, i'd be worried if i if i had a house and i were a big name i'd be very worried about somebody climbing over my fence and fucking even will ferrell's house isn't that well protected no it's not it wouldn't be crazy to uh to try to get in there i think and then you have kids and i mean granted it rarely happens but when you watch stuff like this you're like you see how on the cusp it, it, it is oh, from happening. When they're just so single-mindedly obsessed. Yeah, it's like, so it's like and nothing that you do can, like it's like I'm married. That doesn't deter, like nothing deters them. No. Like it's just like, oh, that's fine. It's, yeah. a, it's just another obstacle, like it's meant to be. And it's like, no, it's, it's, it's just so crazily, del- it's like that sort of delusion is what makes people make it in show business, but it's yeah. a fine line of like being crazy, like, you can go like one percent. You can go over into the line of fucking. You're just nuts. The crazy thing is, like, if you like, if you walked into your house and there was some hot girl showering, you're like, oh, you would think on the surface this would be a wow, this is phenomenal. But when you see the craziness, have you met like a very attractive girl and there's like an insanity in her eye, oh, and you're at, like, I got to get the fuck out of here at the comedy store it's like once it. every month at yeah. least. The other, I met, a, I met a girl last night who was and. I was joking with her, and then she followed me off stage, and she started talking to me, and she was so fucking out of her goddamn mind. Was she blonde? Yeah. Did she have a hat? No. Because like when I was there Wednesday, this lady was fucking nuts. Like, I don't even know if she realized she was like in a show. She was crazy. <laughs> like she, a- she said she was allergic to cocaine. She said she was. Is that a bit? No, she's like, I'm allergic to living in L.A., but like serious. Like, nah, wow. these weren't jokes. I was like, you're fucking nuts. This girl was like kind of something was a little off on her and she was giving like kind of side notes like quietly to herself. But I could hear it because there was only like 10 people in there. And so and then off stage, she and then she followed me and she's like, I come here a lot and I, I take notes for all the comedians. I have all these notes because uh, I'm not like a comedian, but I'm very funny in <laughs> the like, moment. And, uh, keep those notes and she goes, I, and I and she goes, I also have like a note for you. And I go. You could keep it. And by the way, I would keep all those notes to yourself because nobody gives a fuck about Make those a scrapbook. Notes. I was there. Uh, I told her, I go, write a book. Put all your notes in there. I was there Wednesday night. I was talking to Jason Tebow in the back hallway. And these two ladies, uh, probably late 20s, I don't know. One is legitimately stumbling. I think they had been ejected from whatever room they were in. And <laughs> Always a good sign. Stumbles up to us and she's like, Hey, what's your guys' deal? And I'm like, always a good, always a good icebreaker. And I'm like, hey, I, I and I am instantly <laughs> like, I want nothing. To, we're yeah. both like, we want nothing to do with this. And 
She's like, oh, L.A. Oh, like, we're in L.A. I guess it got thrown out. And we're like, okay. Ugh. Where is this acceptable? I said, like, where are you from? And she's like, Florida. And I was like, okay. We was like, I don't sense. even think it's that acceptable in Florida. <laughs> no, I don't think it's I acceptable. I feel like they have a lower tolerance even in Florida. And then the friend just all of a sudden cuts in. I forget what even the context was. She's like, if I want a drink... I just take a drink out of somebody's hand. Oh, good quality and I was like, people. Okay. <laughs> and then they're like, what's Who says that? By then the they're way? like, what's your guys' deal? You're not saying much. And we're just like, get the fuck. Like, we're oh. giving you every cue. Leave the, get it away from us. The problem is when you've been doing this as long as that we have, I can no longer mask my disgust with the inappropriate behavior. I usually just shut down. And I, or just fucking in the middle, I just walk away because I was like, what am I, why I do not have to subject myself to this. That's, I gave the middle a walk away. And I, I, because one of them, be like, oh, what are you too good? No, I was like, you're just a fucking asshole. One of them left. And I was like, I I later, I was like, sorry to T. I was like, sorry, dude, I couldn't take it. I had to bail. I could just couldn't handle it. It was driving oh, me crazy. Teeb was humoring him. Well, like one beeline, the drunk one beelined it for Tony Hinchcliffe. And then yeah, so so like, he, this is my time to get out. And so he was one on one, like they were talking. And so yeah. I was like, I, I'm, this is my time to tap. Like I did my, <laughs> I did my job. I talked to that crazy woman for longer than I wanted. She, they were it's like, a, escort us into another room. We're like, no, oh, like you got thrown out. Were they out. cute? N- not really. No. Not, not cute enough to have that attitude. Yeah, I was like, take a drink, takes drinks. She's like, yeah. I was like, that's aggressive. And she's like, no. And I was like, yeah, it's, you take, you're stealing something from somebody. It's a, the problem is that I I just ignore it and walk away. And people are like, oh, what are you a dick? You're such a dick. I was like, no, why? I, I don't have to engage with you. You're fucking obnoxious. It's the good and bad of the comedy store is that. But then all the comics are accessible, yeah. but it's for the good and bad of, for the comedians. But ninety percent of the people that are great have listened are unbelievable. Are actually yeah. oh, and these good, people weren't good people. These people weren't listeners. They had no idea. No, I know. But was, just but. like that's when you get the riffraff that just flows out of there because they they just throw you almost out in the hallway and let you find you another room to yeah, go or into. they're like, where's do you know Chris D'Elia? Like and you're like, all right, I can see D'Elia having a lot of fucking weirdos coming. Yeah, I could see that as well. Anyone who has like yeah. a ton of, you know, the, if you have a huge social media following. But it's great. They, he's, I've seen him sniff people out where he's like, oh, that's great. Hey, I got to go. Okay, take it easy. That's the good thing there is you can always keep it moving. If you want to, you can always keep it moving. Yeah. But no, also a very, that is a scary, I don't know, watching that was like <laughs> hilarious, disturbing, and sad, but mostly hilarious. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, if you guys want to check that out, it's uh, Dassy levels of, uh, of of enjoy for me at least for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on YouTube. I, I don't know. I I remember seeing was, was a snippet a, of it HBO? on HBO. Yeah, I was think it HBO? or seems, Netflix seems familiar from doesn't somewhere. It? Yeah, I, either there was a we saw clips of it. There was something going on. I remember. I remember watching parts of it. Other parts I have I have no recollection of. But it's on YouTube. Just I think it's called I I think we're alone now documentary. I'd love to talk to the filmmaker to be like just like what are your thoughts on it? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, he's working now. He also created that Jeff and some aliens show on Comedy Central. Loves so the name got Jeff. A, um, it's, he probably did model it after that guy. Now that I think about it. Speaking of listening, uh, I've been told we may have some spies uh, listening to the show. Oh, yes, yeah. It some, turns some out either narcs or the man himself. So, uh, as you know, I have an alias on Facebook. Yes, I'm a doctor, a podiatrist. Yep. 
Korean podiatrist. <laughs> who was adopted. Yeah. I don't want to give the name. I don't want to blow my spot up. But most people know, if you've been a fan of this show or Boner City, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, hey, just go back and listen again. You may find it. By the way, the people that know that are on there are hilarious because <laughs> I infiltrated Eric Heights' Facebook yeah. page. Yeah. And... uh People were commenting, playing along with it. They were fans of the show. There are a lot of people that have infiltrated the Heights that yeah. he doesn't know about yet. Heights, and I have a feeling you listen. If you are listening, you can maybe you can sniff a few out. Yeah. You can't sniff it all out. By the way, his excuse, he, his excuse train is the is an ungodly length now because he continues on. I don't even know if he's ridden yet. I don't think he has. He's been there for a week, and he's got like, oh, my trailer broke. Now I can't fit all my stuff in. It's been raining. Now I got a problem with my bike. I've never. It's unfucking believable I had somebody email me, and they said, do you think he's the ultimate troll? And I said, I could see it. I just don't think he's smart enough to pull that off. I wish. I wish this was, this is Andy Kaufman level, no, if it is. I, but I don't I don't think it is. No, I think he's... If, if it is, he, he plays a hell of a character, and he should probably be acting. I think he loves the intention that he gets when he... Like, what he loves is that he'll say, I had this problem, and people are like, fuck you, you fucking liar, and then people come to his defense yes. and be like, we love you, we believe in you. It's like, yeah, the guy who's like, I'm leaving the party, and he just wants his friend. Yeah. Like, they, no one wants them to be like, okay, we'll see you. They go, oh, please, <laughs> stay, we love you, yeah. we need you, you're great, As you're he the slo- best. He slowly heads out the door, he's like, no, guys, I'm, I'm really leaving. I'm going to do it. I'm, my car, I'm I got, off, my, got uh, my keys. Got, okay. <laughs> well, I'm outside. Then he comes back in and he's like, oh, I'll stay a little longer. Eventually, even the most diehard of his fans are going to, you would think, uh, wisen up. But I don't know. I don't think any. By the way, his Patreon has two people on it. There's two people that support him. So it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so, but So I was on there commenting on his really being sympathetic. Also, you know, bizarre. Talking about my hardships being uh, <laughs> Korean-American adopted by Filipino-American parents and having one being a veterinarian and everybody calling my me uh, my dad a horse doctor instead of a real doctor. <laughs> so I don't know if it raised any red flags, but people that weren't members of the DNO were actually supporting, being like, you hang in there, it's cool. <laughs> you almost took some attention away is maybe why you got thrown Could out. Could have been. So I had posted three or four times on all of his recent stuff, said I was a new fan, said I just saw his story on my YouTube feed and I could totally relate. And then all of a sudden I was blocked. I was banned. <laughs> I was kicked out. Did you hear this audio when you were blocked? Oh, I shouldn't go on Davidson O'Neill. And just by saying that, Lucas... That puts you in a special group that I get to block you. So bye bye. <laughs> so bye bye. By the way, on, on my on my I'm profile, sorry. I took off all my affiliations with Danish and O'Neill and stuff. <laughs> I hope I, I thought I did, but what he he also said. So when he started making all these excuses, the next morning after I had been commenting and supporting him, the next morning I woke up and he, it looked like he had. He goes, all my mods now are clearing out all the trolls in here. So I think uh, whatever whatever these mods, I don't even know what that stands for. And maybe that's a known term, but I have no idea what he's fucking talking about. The plus size models that travel with them now, they're all <laughs> 700 pounds. So they, so they booted me, whatever. Well, you can boot one. 
You can't pull no. them all. So I was thinking about creating another profile, <laughs> going back in. <laughs> it's too, dude. I got addicted to it because it was just too good. Because every post is so fucking pathetic. <laughs> well, and he posts a lot. It's not, yeah, you know, it's a lot of a lot of action. He likes that hot sex. Action. It was also great because he was talking about camping, and I talked about how my parents never let me go camping, but I know I would love it. And when I got older, I once went camping and hated it, but it was only because my parents didn't want to take me camping when I was younger. It just went on and on. And I, I thought it was being sympathetic to him. Maybe it was too much. I don't know. There's that fine line. <laughs> Speaking of fine lines, uh, the club behind my house, they had their big Wednesday night open mic. I uh, captured some audio. I don't know the quality uh, of it. We'll see right okay. now. Uh, what you need is a boom mic to put out the window. that Like a 30-foot boom mic that you could literally hold over the yard. So I have two clips where I'm outside. It's a windy night, so you'll hear some wind. And then the third clip, I'm inside. But that could be the best clip of all. But it may okay. be a little dim. But So you may want to turn up. Uh, you should take the zoom and just like put it on a broomstick and <laughs> slowly... Put it over the wall. So uh, here we go. Here's the first clip from the, uh, the the club behind my house. This is a uh, man singing. It's their big open mic night Wednesday night. Let's <laughs> get doing a cover. That's loud as fuck. So that's There's a little that. STP going. There's that. I love when he does the oh. <laughs> this is so. This is loud. Oh, this is ve- very loud. Oh, it's very. It's like a concert. Yeah, it's you Mike. can't have concerts in your backyard in a suburban area. This is this is it's so bizarre. And also, like in the L.A. suburban area where it's like houses are inches away from other houses. Yeah, it's so it's crazy. It's fucking compact on a Wednesday night out. I don't get where they think this is appropriate. How many people were in the backyard? Good I turnout? I can't see because there's a lot of trees covering and like they block the stage from behind, so I can't see it. Oh, they do block the yeah. stage. Uh, oh, so it's facing the house. The stage is yeah, facing. And they, and they just built, they had before a tarp, and now it's a wood, they have like a wooden backing. Uh, so so here's a little amphitheater. Here's clip two. We hear uh, that guy just singing. He gets off stage. Yeah. You'll hear how many people are in the crowd. I don't, it's a smattering of applause. Here it is. <laughs> uh, sp- stay tuned for the guy yelling support to him and this guy saying how great he loves this place. Yeah, I think she was also singing a cover. I, I couldn't pick up. What I it was. say seven people. That's it's not a lot. I have. I, I love the guy. You're fucking awesome, man. That's <laughs> probably the guy who owns the house. It could be. I uh, I, I have good applause ears. So for my years of doing late night comedy store spots, that sounds like seven people. Well, then I think they're all perform. You know, I don't yeah. think there's one audience member there. Well, who would go? I, I, we were. I was asking Courtney, like, how, or she was asking me too. How do you hear about this? Uh, Where do you find out? Oh, about probably this? like Facebook? on the listing of open, like uh, yeah. musical open mics. Yeah, but it's like come to our backyard. But it's like you know how to uh, 
It's like comedy. You know, some people have comedy in their backyards. Yeah. Dude, we did that one. Was it out in the valley? Burbank, I thought. Was it Burbank? I can't remember. But that, there was a ton of people there. Yeah. It was a weird That show. was years ago. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah, it was a weird it was a weird time. Here's the last clip. This is the owner of the house. Or I don't know if they own the house, rent the house. The uh the guy who runs this open mic. This is his cuz he play this is remember I said he plays a saxophone. Yeah. Here's the saxophone <laughs> and this is the song that he plays like every fucking day to practice and it drives both me and Courtney crazy. <laughs> Is he doing a sex solo? Oh my god. Uh, I don't know if you could hear it. He was doing a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, theme song cover to his fucking saxophone, oh, which man. drives me crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How do you go from STP to uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Over a saxophone fucking riff that the guy practices for 80 hours a day. That's fucking weird. It's such a bizarre. Dude, you got, I mean, I, there's no way that can last that long. I'm tempted to just climb the fence and sing uh, You're a Beautiful Animal to- uh, That's true. Just the seven people. Get Hot Hot Pepper in the, in, on your side, <laughs> do a battle of the bands. Beardo, fly over. Can I Skype Beardo in from Australia? Yeah. Do some songs. Dude, what you need is the, ta- like, there are gangs in that area. Yeah. Why haven't the gangs gone in and shot this place up? I don't know. By they, the way, I'm not, I'm not condoning violence. I'm just saying I'm surprised that people in that neighborhood have not gotten angry and done some sort of uprising. They uh, they may be performing. They may because I have heard. Is this a white guy? Uh, I think he's like Brazilian or something. Okay. I don't know. His name's Marcelo. If that gives anybody any hints, I'm not sure. I mean, accent like he's from no, Brazil. He's or no, he's like what dark skinned. But, but he's an American guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he, he said... this seems like some real white... This seems like a white guy shit right He said here. he was going to invite so us dude, to like, the show. Let's have a jam band in my backyard. I didn't get invited to the... Uh, he said he was going to invite us, but he, I guess he was inviting us, but like I don't think he, we showed any interest. Dude, you should show up at noon with like a casserole and be like, <laughs> dude, let's jam. I'm here for the party. Oh, he would freak out. And then I think when they have Airbnb people, I've, I've just heard guys like going out there because it's there and getting oh, on a live it. mic like by themselves like just he's almost like mumbling into the mic or like lightly singing oh oh so he leaves the mic on for it's, the airbnb people it seems like it it's a real fucking shit show dude if he did do stand-up though they started to get a good crowd that's like it's the greatest thing ever you could just climb the fence and go over there ari shafir when he stays in la should get this airbnb do a show that'd be great <laughs> In the backyard. You should ask that guy. Ari would stay down there. He would uh, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be in your backyard. I'm running my last hour, uh, my Jew hour in the backyard. Uh, the acoustics are great. Uh, come look at the stars, do mushrooms outside. The thing is, you would do it as a joke, and then he would love it. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, why are you criticizing it? It's great. <laughs>
great. I'm going to buy the house. <laughs> Just to fuck you, because fuck you and your family over there. He's so weird. You see on Twitter, he's looking for like comics to move his apartment. It's like 30 an hour? Just no, it's pretty decent. Why do you need them to be comedians? Because he always... By the way, I would I, comedians would be the last people I want to help me They're move. They're going to break your shit. They may <laughs> They're lazy your, as fuck. They may steal your stuff. They may not show up. <laughs> You're talking about the flakiest people ever. And How about hiring guys who do this for a living? They're, they're, sometimes they're not even foolproof, but at least they do it. And if you told him you're paying him 30 an hour, they'd be like, oh, my, yeah, fuck. He wants to get, I mean, his thing is he wants he to give. To support yeah. the community. I get it, but it's like. And I don't know if the movers would take shrooms as a tip. <laughs> yeah. You also get shrooms as a tip? <laughs> get it? Just the tip of the mushroom? That's a good joke. People were shitting on him. It's pretty funny. There's I, a lot of people really shitting on him. Hard. I saw he was also giving away like a list of things. He's like, I'm not killing myself. Stop saying that. Yeah. But it's like you're giving away all your possessions. Does his lady have like everything he already has? Dude, by the way, he didn't have much stuff. He had a bunch of t-shirts. I stayed there. You stayed there. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a whole lot going wasn't on in there. Wasn't much in there. It's a couch. I slept over the comforter. I couldn't get over. Uh, he claimed that. She, uh, no, I talked to the maid and the and or the know. housekeeper. I, I don't she trust was like, She claimed that she washed them. Yeah, but then you talk to him. He's like, I, I, I cleaned them after. I re, re-switched them on you. I, this is my dirty ones. I uh, scrubbed them on my cock to clean them. By oh, the yeah. way, uh, if you're, if, I wish this was a, I wish you could gamble on uh, whether, who Ari gets to come over to his fucking house to help him move. People uh, threw us in the mix because he said, they said, would you rather have me and you? It was me and you, oh, Joey Rogan Diaz, and Joe Rogan, and two Teeb other. Teeb and Triple uh, Yeah, who, which what du- duo? What duo would you like to help you move? You should fly us out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ari, fly us out. We'll help you move. I think it's too late. I think he needs to be out. Okay, well, sorry. So we, uh, we, missed, uh, we missed it. By the, or quickly, uh, we have another sponsor, BetDSI. Yeah. There's a fight. By the time this comes out, it'll be over, but I'm betting on the Cerrone versus Al Quinta. Aya Quinta. Aya Quinta. You, you got to be betting on Donnie. I don't know, man. I got Aya Quinta's on a roll. I know. He's, he, and also, he's he, a scrapper. He went the distance. He's the only guy that made Habib look beatable. And he was a roommate of Gabe Killian, who's a comedian and a gambler. Himself. Oh, yeah. Was that his roommate? <laughs> he loves him. I watched the Habib fight. And he was there, and I've never seen a guy root more passionately. Oh, really? Oh, he was standing up. He's screaming. He was like, yeah, good job, Al. That's it. <laughs> Going crazy. What I love more than that guy is Team's impression of that guy. Oh, and, it's it, phenomenal. To his face. Jason Tebow is the greatest impression of him. <laughs> to his face. Uh, so, yeah, you get those fights coming up. NBA playoffs are hot NBA. and heavy right now. I'm I'm putting it's not gonna matter because you're not gonna hear this, but I am putting money on Ayakinta. Well, let's see how you last time you had Poirier, so let's see. If I know. Two for two. I, I think he can beat. I think he can beat him. I, I think he's fresh. He's fresher. When he's got Matt Sarah and Ray Longo with his fupa yeah. and his high uh, high waisted jeans in Dude, his corner. They're doing like a fight night every fucking week now. The UFC is. Yeah, it's getting a little crazy. There, but uh, so if you're gonna bet, use Bet DSI. Use it on your phone. Use it on your computer. Just whatever you do, you use the promo code DO101. Yeah. It's going to get you some special offers. It's going to help your life out. It's going to put your kids through college. Yep. You get on Bet DSI. You put some money down. Do it on your phone. Do whatever the fuck you want. They pay on time. They've been around for 20 years. If you, if you want a little extra edge, put a boot chew in your mouth. Chew it up. Yeah. They give you extra insight. I'm not saying <laughs> it will. It could, though. Dude, uh, maybe Earl use some blue chew. Oh, be cool. Episode 200's coming up. Yeah, because he doesn't like 
That, that would be even better. It's chewable. You yeah. might like it more than those other. I can't swallow things. pills. I'm a young kid. I had my uh, yeah. My butler had to crush them, put in my applesauce. So use that promo code on BetDSI. D O one O one. Help us help you. That's one zero one. D O one zero one. Want to talk? Uh, I've been meaning to talk about this book. I talked to you about it off air at uh, All Things Comedy, actually. Uh, it's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Uh, it's kind of in line with the Tiffany book, but uh, way, 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 way darker. Fiction or nonfiction? No, it's nonfiction. It's about... Uh, oh, yeah. This, uh, this guy who... There was no name... For, like this, so, this, so there were... So back in the day, this is like 70s and 80s, I believe. Uh, if you know, law enforcement didn't communicate across state lines really at all, even across like county lines. Yeah. And so crimes would happen, and they, they had trouble. If you watch the show Mindhunter on Netflix, they, they didn't really understand the concept of serial. They didn't know the psychology behind it. They didn't know the breakdown of it. Yeah, and they didn't really understand that, like, oh, someone can kill, like, a million, you know, a ton of different people and be a serial killer. Yeah. Like, they just thought, like, it was unrelated. They had trouble linking them together. It was because, a relatively new term. Yeah, and if people traveled, they just they didn't communicate with it. Like they're like, oh, this everything that matches like the guy we had who did this. Yeah. So uh, there was this guy going around. Um, so this guy went un- he uncaught for thirty years as a serial rapist and killed. So he raped at least fifty women, and he killed. It's I want to say twelve. And so uh, Patton Oswalt's wife, who actually passed away. Um, was like I guess basically became obsessed with this guy. This is the Golden State killer, killer. who she dubbed that. That's yeah. her name. There was no name for the guy. Like there was, you know, like this is a guy who he's like a well known deal. Um, and so she became like, like she put her own money into this. Like she was buying, like she would go online trying to buy like cufflinks that she thinks he may have owned. Like what yeah, like crazy why, why would they how would she know the couple like they found a similar one they at would the just yeah like something? they like knew his initial like and they knew that he had owned it like or something and she, like, just she try- was like trying to live like try to inhabit this guy's yeah, mind like and body. stuff like she said like i'd be at a premiere with my husband and like i would like i don't really like premieres it's not my life you know like i support my husband and what he does but like i don't really like being there i don't like being on the red carpet she's like i'd take a phone call from like a retired detective and I'd like oh, oh. go off to the side dude she was like she, in cahoots with like former like a ton of former law she enforcement. helped yeah she helped find him in the end yeah like she did help take him down so a little bit about this guy uh so he he would come into your place this a lot of times this was his mo he he would stalk your neighborhood for like a long time <laughs> Uh, and back then there was like less secure, you know, like less yeah. security and shit. And people had like a, a lot of places with open windows and he, he loved ra- only one story homes. He didn't want to risk someone being on a second story, seeing him in the oh, backyard, not, uh. did a lot of prowling. Cause he went by the, they called him the night prowler, I think. And then the, uh, there was another name. The, so the, he was, the he, original night stalker was another name that he went by. So he was like, he, a, he was a night rapist, a night stalker, a night murderer. Yeah. All combined makes him the golden state killer. Yes. Yeah. In California. It's the trifecta. Yeah. A lot of, some of his crimes were in Stockton in that area. I could see that. He worked That's, the whole, he worked the whole state. Also like some, a lot of those areas are, it's like a big city and then it's nothing but wilderness. So he it seems lo- like somebody could disappear easily. He loved areas that had like were either under construction so you could kind of like go through like we like he would go through like woods he said he knew like that he would know all the areas because they would like think like oh is he from here because like 
he was working like drainage ditches, so he'd like come out in like a weird fucking section. Oh, and like then, he like, was like he was he was under the ground. He's and then, like, like subterranean, and then like disappear. You know what I mean? And like disappear quickly. Yeah. One of his moves was he would steal a ten speed bike in the area and just fucking like cruise out. <laughs> so he so his move is he he wears a ski mask at all time or like anytime you're, he's in your house. And so he wakes you up. Also, how bad were these killers for the ski mask industry? Because when you see a ski, like, you know, they used to make the ski mask that had the three holes. I had one when I was a kid. Now they had to do the big hole. Yeah. Now they do the big hole because you can identify. I don't think anyone was, I think anyone that was buying those, everyone thought was getting ready to commit a fucking crime. Yeah. Robbing or whatever. I think it decimated the ski mask industry (laughs) having all these guys use them. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. Ski mask. uh, They must have had a meeting. God damn it. We need, we need better PR. For winter, by the way, the the one that covered, that just has the three holes. Is way more comfortable, but there's a picture of me as a kid. I look like a fucking psycho. The problem with those, though, is they would always like get off your eye. You know what I mean? Like your eyes. Yeah, yeah, they would move. You couldn't see peripherally well at all. Like if you got a snowball fight, those were dangerous. Like if you were uh, pull it up over your eyes, or you were fucked. If you were sloth from Goonies, there's no way his eyes were too fucked up. He'd have to buy a special one. It would have to be custom built. Uh, So he'd come in in the ski mask. Uh, He'd be pantless, already hard. So no underwear. No underwear. Where did he put his pants? They don't know. And he would often leave. Would he hide them in the bushes? He would often leave. They like he must live nearby where he's because like he would leave crime scenes naked. How the fuck did he have a boner already? They said he they thought that like they thought this. like yeah, doing this was Except, the, doing the excitement. Wow. Of, yeah, and like knowing that someone's there. And so then he comes in your this, room. By the way, this guy puts Earl's Kakel to shame. Yes. Well, that'd, that'd be like if Earl showed up to the UFC with a boner, no pants on. By the way, they said he had a tiny dinky, every woman. Oh, really? And they would eliminate suspects sometimes. They're like, oh, he's got a, an average size dick. He's not him. Do you think that this, uh, that this, you think that he didn't give a fuck that he had a small dinky? Or do you think that that was part of his driving force? It could be. It's hard to say, uh, but it could be. I mean, obviously, this guy's beyond sociopath. He's insane. Oh, for sure. Do you think it made him mad, though, when he read about his small dinky in the paper? Probably. Yeah, I would say so. If, like, he, they said he followed his... Like, cause he, I'll get like, into I don't that. have a small dick. I'll show you. <laughs> so then uh, he comes in. He blinds you with the flashlight in the bedroom, which oh, is man. how frightening yeah. is that? Yeah. So he starts with single women. He blinds you with the flashlight. So then uh, the media... Started covering him, and they're like, "Oh, he he's only hitting up single women." Which pissed him off. Starts hitting oh up God. only couples, <laughs> exclusively. This guy, so this guy's like a real. I'll show you. Yes. So then he comes in. He if, does the same thing with the flashlight. He makes the woman tie the man up, but she would do a God. shitty job. But it was just to like get yeah. rid of him for a second. He'd tie the woman up, then he'd retie the man. He have up. a knife or a gun. He uh, or anything. He'd have a gun. How big was he? Uh, they, they, like the, the descriptions were like all over the map. I mean, when they like, caught him though, was he like a big guy, like six foot, no, two like fifty five or? ten. Okay. And, but he was doing like crazy. Like he was in, they always were like, he must be, cause he was like climbing fences. Like he was doing like a lot of He's shit. Good shape. Yeah. He was like, so then, uh, he would tie the guy up, put him face down. He would go to your kitchen, get like a, a saw, like a little saw, a tea saucer in a fucking teacup, put it on your back and be like, if this falls off your back, I'm going to come in here and kill you. Oof. Which is, cr- I mean, the, the suspense of that. So then he blindfolds the woman so she doesn't see him at all, even though he has a mask. He uh, does, he rapes her. Then he goes into your kitchen. 
and he starts making himself snacks. Like oh. He like loved it. He would like go get crackers, and he would. Jesus, uh, Dude, they said if you what? had beers, he would drink a couple beers. The fuck the mentality to so be then, that comfortable. Oh, to, for, to do any of this, it's insane. So then he never. He does not. Then he just. Then they're like, oh, did he leave? Because like an hour goes by. And then you're like, you start talking to the, the guy. So like, is the woman then tied up too? Yeah. So then you start talking to the guy. Well, he unties you to rape you. Then I think he reties you up. So then he starts talking to the guy. And then he's like, he'll like, then he'll like bull charge. He'll be like, ah, like get in your face. And he'll, they said sometimes he would do that for hours. Where you don't know he's there. And then, he, and then he just disappears. And they said that tactic was like, so he could leave and you would never know when he left. So say you call the cops. You could have been gone for hours already. It's like that tactic that they, you know, you see in the movies, bank robbers were like, count to this. And yeah. I'm going to come back in 30 seconds. To yeah. Be, make sure you're still counting. But I mean, not. when you're tied up and blind, you know, the maniacs in your did fucking any, place. Was there any like dude who just fucking broke free and attacked him? Yeah, people did. And what happened? He wanted, he had to bolt. Well, he would shoot you if he fucking. Oh, so he did have a gun. Yeah. Yeah. He carried a gun. Oh, I thought, yeah. No, he, he carried did. a gun. So uh, one guy chased him through a backyard because oh, they he, saw him prowling because it became a big thing in Northern California, in yeah. Sacramento. They think he was there because his wife went to college there. So he, that's why he was in that area. So he was like an ice man. He had wife, kids, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, family. Jesus Christ. So he, a guy and they chased, knew nothing about this? I, I don't know. I don't think you so. You can't be that insane, though. You know how even the ice man's wife like, was like suspected something yeah. but didn't dare ask? Guy chased him. He shot the guy in the stomach. And then in Orange County, because he came back down to around here, uh, two people got out. And so then after that, he's like, I'm murdering anybody I come in contact. That's when the murder started. Two people got out. And an FBI agent was the next door neighbor. He heard someone screaming, gets in his car. He's chasing a guy on a 10-speed bike. Should have hit him. People said that. People said that. And he's like, I don't know what he did. Yeah, All I, I heard was somebody. He, he's like, it could have yeah. been just a fight. I have no idea. Yeah. And he got away, and then after that, he committed a lot more crimes. Where'd the guy, how'd the guy get away? The guy was chasing him in his car. He they drove. say that he would bolt out, and he would jump, he jumped off, climbed a fence, and he was gone. They, like, he knew this all guy was fucking... almost like one of these fucking weird creatures that could like, like was there rumors he could he could jump a 10-foot fence in a single leap? Yeah, like, yeah, there were kind of, not rumors, but like it was just like how elusive he was. Yeah. And just like, they just couldn't pin him down. They couldn't get anything on him. People were like, does he work construction? Is that why he's always around construction sites and he knows them well in areas that are building? Like, yeah. They just were trying to figure it out. Uh, amateurs formed an online group. Like, so they, like, and, like, and they said like some people would get in too deep. Like, so like amateur detectives were like forming these crazy theories and spending like hours upon hours. trying. Almost to fucking, like Patton's wife. She was in it. She yeah. was like big into these chat rooms. Uh, she, Patton's wife got like so involved in this like mentality that he once came in when she was sleeping and she woke up and grabbed a lamp and swung it at his head and he like, he barely dodged it. Oh really? Yeah. Like she just got into like, even reading the book, like I became like, fr like I, I'm in my apartment, which is, would be hard to get into. And I'm like looking over my, like it's a scary shit to read. Well, tell man. the scariest part that you told me about the guy would hide in your house for hours without you knowing it. It just freak you out. Yeah, no, I was yeah I was saying that earlier, and he would fucking just yeah. But yeah, but you there was like specific stories with that little girl. Yeah, oh, there's that little girl who uh, a little it was a boy or girl, I don't know. because he would go in with people with kids, and he would like tie like leave the kid alone, but like tie like tie him up. And then the person would be like terrified. They'd be like, "Where's my?" And he'd be like, "Shut up!" But did you say there's one where they're like, "Mommy, there's a man in my room or something that she didn't believe her." Yeah, and like, so then... <laughs> the guy was just pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like, so then the guy, he comes in, and then the kid the kid was not blindfolded, and the woman's like, are, are you okay? 
like at his hours later. Yeah. And the kid's like, mommy, no, 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 no. And the guy like bull charges the bed and rapes the fucking mom again in front of this kid. God damn. Yeah. It's just shit. shit. He once punched a fucking, uh, he punched a poodle in the face, like a dog that came after him. He, he, he tried to gut a German shepherd with a knife and somehow survived. They, they, hey, they think he was feeding the dogs. There's a lot of dogs that would normally bark, like wouldn't uh, bark when he came around. This guy so this is like, really scouted out for a while. So then they finally caught this guy. Unfortunately, <laughs> after Pat Oswalt's wife passed away, she was like a big part of it. Uh, dude, 78 years old now, live with his daughter and grandkids, wow. which is insane, like what he's done to women that he's living with but, these. Yeah, but you got to think that the daughter was probably so psychologically damaged because there's no way that this guy, he, is nobody can... You can't be completely normal living in a perfect family situation where no one suspected. I imagine that he was super abusive or in some way. He uh, he was a cop whose specialty was burglary, and that's how he like that's how he that's knew. how he knew how to get in and out of houses. Did he so investigate well. any of his own things? I don't think so. But I so we started watching this TV show like about this because we're like we need to know more. What show was it? It's uh, I forget what it's called. I can tell you. I don't know it offhand. Uh, so he he would they have this town meeting about this guy and this guy stands up and he's like he's coming in where men are you you couldn't do that to me and guess whose wife became a victim that guy oh really like oh, he was fuck. like he was in the meeting oh no yeah so it's like oh so, so either some random dude just stood up no. and be like i'd like to see you try it no well he said like i would you know i would pre- i'd protect my lady that wouldn't happen to me and then lo and behold and then cops would be like Basically, like we got this, and then he would hit the same block, like that he had just wow. done. Did you say too? Like twenty years would go by, and then he would call these women that he assaulted. He once called the lady twenty years later. He's like, "Remember when we played?" Oh, can you know how freaky that'd be. Yeah, and the little one's like, "Oh, Jesus Christ, like, it's insanity." So, do, what has this guy? What has he said about it? I don't think much has been done. I think he's still waiting for trial. I don't. I don't Jesus think much Christ. has been said. Here's the thing, like. Can't is there a system where we can just torture this guy? Like, put his foot in like a meat grinder, or, or just let the victims, if they want, to do some sort of torture. I mean, I wouldn't even do that. I think that'd just almost be too. It almost seems like that. I don't like. Can we just? Is there some way where you can just slowly beat him with a hammer over the course of a year until he's dead? Because what he's gonna get is either life, and then what does he got? Another ten, maybe four years left in him. Yeah, he's or, not gonna live. Or long. they'll give him the chair and. But that takes so long. He may he'll yeah, he'll probably, die before probably, that. Yeah, die and also before. like it, or lethal injection, whatever it is, is too humane. I wish there was some way. A guy like this who you know did it. Is there not just some way where you can just fucking immediate? Do, like no, something that's a year long torture should be something to his genitals because that's like what he was. But using. slowly, yeah. Like you let a dog eat his ball sack, but like one bite a day. Yeah, not all at once. Like can't you just have this guy suffer? You would think, like, there's no like, why, like, why treat someone death like, is too quick? Why treat someone like that humanely, like such such, no, such a can't. fucking animal? Yeah, tr- you sh- there had. I wish there was this somewhere where the judge is like, all right, here's the year long plan. We're going to inflict each of these specific tortures every day for a fucking year, and then finally he'll be dead. Sometimes during like while he was rummaging around your house because he loved to he would steal shit just to like <laughs> he's like Ari he would love to <laughs> rummage like he would love to rifle through the affairs like Ari what if you found out Ari was doing <laughs> this kind of behavior I would I would and that's why he travels the world as a comedian perfect cover I'd kill him uh, so then 
he would be rummaging through your fares, but I don't. They didn't, never knew if this was real or if he was fucking with people. He'd be, like, oh, they want to write about me in the press. My mommy doesn't like what they write about me in the press. It makes her sad. <laughs> and then he'd be like, then he would start weeping. And like, I, but someone's like, I, I thought he may have been laughing. Like, like it was just like I don't know if it was theatrics. Wow. They, like just all this crazy shit. Do you know if this guy knew about Patton's wife? By the way, we keep calling Patton. We should know her name. Her name's Michelle. Know. Oh, Michelle. Michelle McNamara. Do you know? Um, I don't. They didn't say, but you would think somebody who follows everything so closely would know. Like it would be. Was in she those scared sh- that he was going to come get her? It, she never expressed that, but I, I, I'm assuming if you wake up swinging well, yeah, a yeah, lamp, you probably, you're probably yeah, yeah. in a, a kind of an odd. She, he, you know what? He could have driven. That. By the way, he lives two blocks from where we are right now. <laughs> Pat. Um, yeah, and his wife did. Uh, I wonder if he was ever in this area, just like seeing where she lived, or just taking a look around. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you he would got, think got up would there think. in age, but a guy. I, he definitely, I would think, would be in these chat rooms, like like because he's somebody who followed all this shit. And it seemed like he did get a thrill out of like he took the wow. If he's in chat rooms, he took the technology well for seventy eight. Yeah, maybe not, but I don't know. But uh, he may have. They, you're that obsessed with yourself. They think he got out of the game because he got a little older and like he just had a couple close calls. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting man out. to have that sort of discipline though to be like, hey, I'm hanging it up. Yeah, and then to go thirty years undetected, it's crazy. I mean, you now you, you never get know away with it with the DNA and because like back not then, to mention cameras in your that, house. That's what fucked him. His DNA came through. Yeah. Then they got his profile, and he had a very rare, like uh, blood type. No, like yeah, like pat yeah, and pattern of DNA. Uh, and so then, they, but like the, he had no record, and so they wanted they wanted the uh, DNA is good. Also, like linking you to crimes, but. Also, they need you in a database, or only when you come to trial is yeah. it damning. So they wanted that twenty three, like sites like Twenty Three and Me, to uh, to help them out, and they they said, you know, that's because the cops are like it's slippery if, slope. There, they're like, if those sites would just, ha- they're like, we would solve so many crimes, but they're like, those sites are like, we so, can't do that. It man. violates our like policies. I know, that's, that's the double edged sword of yeah. it. Yeah, I would say, yeah, no, yeah, but I then, wouldn't agree. Then, with that. as an ordinary citizen, they can just give anybody's you know yeah, information you away so i think what they did one of these i think either retired i think one of the retired detectives like scoured one of those sites looked for this fucking specific type of dna and traced it to like a great grandparent and went all the way oh, down fuck dude like it must have taken forever and found out like a, like somebody who matched who was in the areas this guy would have been in and it turned out that that's who they, it was him that's who they dude, arrested him how scary is that because Eventually, those sites might start selling to organ. You know what I mean? They well, they, I mean, already a lot of uh, yeah, man. I'm fucking already looking into it, bro. Sam Tripoli. Uh, a lot of people are saying the government's already has access to a lot. Of, they're like, if you do, those, I won't do. You're in for uh, yeah. I'm but good. but they did. They were selling your info to pharmaceutical yeah. companies. No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's out of the question. That but also, if you, if your family member does it, you're basically in there. Yeah, that's true too. Which is scary though, because then you get into this kind of uh, uh, what was that fucking movie with the precogs, uh, the Spielberg movie? Uh, fuck. E. T. Yeah, E. T. <laughs> uh, God damn it! Right now, someone's screaming, listening to this, being like, "It's the fucking." Uh, Want me to look up Spielberg? Uh, it was the Tom Cruise movie. Remember? Schindler's List. Yeah, Vanilla Tom Sky. Cruise. No, <laughs> Spielberg didn't. Did Tom, Minority Tom, Report. Tom Gun. Minority Report. It starts getting into that sort of level where yeah. uh, people, 
are going to be able to just know like instantly instant identities everywhere you go everything you do you'll leave a trail i mean not even crimes i'm just speaking in general i mean your phones already do it but like it's fucking it's getting absurd yeah it's getting crazy speaking of crazy we got episode 200 coming up live at the comedy store and i just talked to brenton biddlecombe of all things comedy a comedian himself these tickets are selling like hotcakes, guys. You've got to get them in the yeah, next they're, they're, next week or two. I think we're going to be sold out. Yeah, so if you, uh, which is crazy because we're still like uh, two or six weeks out. Yeah, well, thank you for all who've bought. And, Absolutely. Uh, if you want tickets, I recommend getting them before on Eventbrite. Uh, yeah, look us up. You'll be able to find them. We got star-studded cast: it's, Bushman, it's Eleanor June, Kerrigan. Yeah, it's June twentieth in the Belly Room. 8 at p.m. 8 p.m. Sh- we're starting eight p.m. sharp. Yeah, eight p.m. sharp. We got a seven up cake being made. Possible seven up cake taste test. We got Bush. We got live music. We've got dancing. Andy DeWitt, John J. Little. Yeah. Am I leaving anybody out? Uh, Bush, DeWitt, Eleanor, Earl. More Bush. Maybe Feng Shao warming up the crowd at uh, a little before He called me to do mushrooms with him. He told me that. And then he told me to ask you. And I go, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) Probably not interested. He goes, we'll ask him for me please anyway and i go oh yeah sure i'll do that for you if i were to do mushrooms i can tell you for a fact it would not be with him i 100 percent agree because <laughs> i would I, they would easily make me lose my mind and i would be scared he would kill me and then he asked me what we were talking about what we wanted him to do i told him to listen to episode 191 i thought he was a listener and well, he, now he might he, be fired and so he said well just tell me i go no listen to me but you got to listen to the beginning all the way to the end because we sprinkle it throughout and then call me back after you've listened to it and he said fuck you won't you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well i said hey there we you can't, go can't work with that kind of attitude no uh also who uh calls somebody and says at last minutes like hey you want to do shrooms in, in like 20 minutes it's weird. You gotta be like, "Hey, Wednesday, I'm doing shrooms. Do you want to do them?" By the way, I would say no. But it's just I once a year, I like to do it as a special occasion with like-minded people and in a locale that is suitable for doing shrooms. Meaning the woods, the desert, somewhere completely out of away from people. If you were to ask me as a teenager, like, do you think mushrooms and hallucinogenics will be so prolific when like you're like getting to be middle aged, I would be shocked. No, yeah, I know. Like comedians do. I we know comedians who are just like on a Tuesday, like yeah, I'm on LSD, and you're like, what? See, I, I can't get behind that. I can get I can get behind it being like a special event. I just think it's but gonna, you get older you get, and the more you do stuff like this at that age, it's gonna do shit to your brain. moderation with everything. Yeah, but but just calling me up, being like, I'm like, where are you gonna go? Hang out in your apartment? And no thanks. It sounds horrible. in L A. Sounds like a nightmare happening. Yeah. Sounds like it sounds like one of those things where like uh, MMA fighter boiled it, uh, cut his friend's dick yeah. off and boiled it, which was a real thing because they were on hallucinogenic drugs. They were doing the bath salts for every great from China for every great like mushroom LSD story. There's that one in a hundred of like someone cut some guy's head off. That's why I think you got to prepare yourself. You got to do it in the right spot. Also, like if you're just doing a little and you want to get high, fine. But like I, I like to go deep, I like to blast off. The yeah, heavy waves. I, I, I would be uh, frightened of Feng Chao on mushrooms. Just I don't know what it would do to him. I just wouldn't want, yeah, because I, I, I have a feeling it would be a lot of talking. Do you know that uh, you, thanks to you, the Dice Man is now, uh, Feng Chao's on his radar. 
Oh, really? It's been uh, Eleanor Kerrigan told him that there's a guy who goes by the Rice Man. <laughs> by the way, he does, he's not adopted the name at all. She's, <laughs> everybody everybody wants him to go by Rice Man. She said, uh, Ryan O'Neal. And the, who? She's like, always says she's who. Like, Dice, he's you know who he is. He doesn't know. He's like, who is he? And she like this, okay. <laughs> and so she's like, he, he only knows me by face. Oh, like, this guy. She's like, he dubbed him the Rice Man. What? Why? <laughs> And she's like, because he's an Asian guy. And she's like, you got to meet him. And he's like, I, why? And so, so he did a video. Dice Man did an Instagram video. One of his, Eleanor and Dice Man's, one of their shtick videos on Instagram. Where they're in the gym where Dice is fucking, he waved, he does the camera move. You get dizzy watching it because he like pans yeah. so fast. So it's Eleanor and she's like, you got to meet this guy, Feng Chia. What? <laughs> she's like, you got to meet this guy, Feng Chia. Oh, Funk, what is this? She's like, he's the rice man. So uh, you're, the movement started. He, I, I think he's going to have to. You may make it where it, it becomes <laughs> he has to do it. He has no choice. I saw the behind the scenes, the making of the Dice Eleanor Instagram videos one night. And uh, qu- quite a production going on there. <laughs> Give me the makeup. I need lighting. I see Dice all the time. If I see him, he's like, oh, hey. No, no name recognition. Remember whatsoever. when we worked there years and years ago? He was coming in with cameras, yeah, and doing videos. This is pre-Instagram and all that, but doing like I remember Maz Jabrani. He had a great. That was a great one. Comic goes up to him, and because I, I was in the lot, so I got to see a lot of these videos being made. There'll be a little bit of a meeting beforehand. Like you come up to me, and they'd be like, "Wait for what?" And he'd be like. I'm going to film it. And He's they're like, like, yeah, just but for do what? it. Yeah, for my video. And they're like, what are you going to do? This, this, we're going to do the thing. It's going to be funny. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And Maz was a guy who I think, it, I don't think he really had, didn't know the Diceman really at all. I mean, obviously, everybody knows he, who he, he is. He knew, yeah. He was like, oh, hey. Yeah, hey, man. Like, yeah. So he's like, okay. Uh, here's what we're going to do. So Dice comes up to him. He's like, the guy, if you don't know Maz Jabrani, he's a Middle Eastern comic. Uh, he's from, he's Iranian. Yeah, bald dude, mustache. Yeah. Or goatee. He's been around. Or, yeah. Uh, so Dice goes, you're from the middle? And he's like, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah, the Middle East. He's like, you're from the middle? He's like, yeah, I'm from the Middle East. Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> and he goes, okay. <laughs> and he goes, oh, uh, I think the Maz Jabrani's like, oh, I'm going there like I have to do a show. Like, I'll be there. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? But it's nice. It's so funny because it's so crazy. He just stays in that character all the time. It's so bizarre. Are you from fuck the it. middle? <laughs> what the fuck? It's uh, great. Check out the Dice Man's Instagram if you want to see him. Uh, I think it had 5,000 views. While we're at it, you got to check out Brian Holtzman's Instagram videos. Yeah, They're his tremendous. Instagram video of the week, Brian Holtzman finally oh. getting his neck brace off. <laughs> his video is very bizarre. I guess uh, the other night he had shoes on. By the way, if you don't know Brian Holtzman, one of the the, comedy store class, the true, true artists of the stand up world. He is you could safely say there's not a single person like him. You'll ever see. He's so committed. And when he's on, he is literally probably the funniest person I've ever seen. The same thing you just said uh, about him, that he's just a one in a million, one just uh, never. Yeah. Uh, and the epitome of the comedy story is the triumvirate, Brody Stevens, yeah. Don Barris, and Brian, Brian Holtzman, Holtzman, the kings of late night. 
You, if you, I, if, I say the undisputed kings of comedy. If you see any of them, you'll never forget it, whether you love it, hate it. Yeah. Not, no one's going to walk away being like, well, I was, I'm indifferent. They're the kind of guys that like a Chappelle will watch Holtz and be like, that guy's a genius. Yeah. You can't, like, it's tough to do stuff with him because he's, you know, he's, he's a little out there. The problem is the, what what makes him not able to be mainstream is also what makes him great because he, he what do you do with him? It's impossible. Like, he's just what he is. I saw him in the green room. I brought him up uh, on Wednesday and just that, because sometimes I'm like, I don't know if he knows my name. Like, like, we talk. Yeah. Like, but then one time he thought I was you because he's like, but then I thought he may have been joking because it's hard. He's like, hard can be, can be deadpan at times. He's like, because he's like, congratulations on uh, doing Ari's show. And I was like, oh, oh that was, was, I was like, that wasn't me. That was uh, Ryan. And he like looked at me like, what? I was like, that was Ryan O'Neill. And he's like, uh, you know what? I don't, I don't feel happy about it at all anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, so he saw me the other night and he's like, I uh, heard uh, Frazier Smith was talking about Ryan O'Neill on the uh, the radio the other night. And I was like, oh, really? He didn't say what it was. Like, he, he called me, left me a message. Should I play it? <laughs> I don't know. It's insane. He's like, uh, hey, uh, this is Barry Katz. Is, uh, I work for Barry Katz. Uh, uh, I, I, I want you to write 10 things. That uh, awesome. yeah, ten, ten, 10 of your strengths and uh, and then he goes I heard Frazier Smith say really good things about you on the radio and I was like what is he listening to Frazier I said I was like yeah we used to uh, do a show every week at one in the morning and he kind of changed the subject I didn't know whether I should call him back he goes I hope this is the right Ryan O'Neill I was like what I didn't because if I call back I don't know what to say to him well then you yeah he's like oh hey or like or the moment passed and he's like yeah like what do you call me for and I told Don about it because you know he has the rivalry with him. Yeah, I, he's, I said he called me. I said, Don, you should call him, and you say you stay away from Ryan O'Neill. He's with me. <laughs> so uh, Eleanor Kerrigan told me that I guess on stage Holtzman started talking about his shoes, and she's like, I never really like look at his shoes to be honest. Yeah, and so I guess he's like, you know, look at these shoes, and I guess he was wearing Jordans, which is, seems out of character. I gotta start looking at his shoes now. This guy's wearing Jordans. So if you know, if you know if you know anything about Holtzman, he's like a I don't know fifty something year old guy. But, but he, he but he wears dress super almost, baggy slacks, uh, like a, with pockets that are about two three feet deep, almost like a members only jacket, but like something that an older man, you know, like an older but man's it, version of that. Yeah, but it, it's almost uh, uh, suede. Yeah, and then he wears like a he looks like. A used car salesman in the Midwest. Well, then he grew a mustache, which didn't help that, and he has like a pompadour. He has great hair, by the way. He is because his hair is thick and it's gray and it's slicked back. It's almost like he's an older quagmire from the hair. Yeah, from Family Guy. So, uh, so he starts talking about the shoes, and he's like, "I got the shoes for free in their Jordans." He's like, "The only problem is the size 18s." (laughs) <laughs> which, if, <laughs> no, which, which if you which if you which if, which, if, which, if, which if you know Brian Holtzman he does not have a size 18 foot there's he's, no way he's what 5'11 6 foot like, maybe I think his shoe size is like 11 10, she's 10? Like 10 or something at the most dude 18 he's, he's wearing clown shoes so <laughs> <laughs> I was, when I, there's no way when I heard this I was dying she was, and she goes I looked at his shoes they were like the big she was I don't know how I didn't notice she's like, cause she's like his face you're just always looking at it cause he's just like doing crazy stuff she's like they were the biggest shoes I've ever seen in my life like fucking huge 
teeth <laughs> and he's walking around. So with an him. Eleanor after is like, Brian, like, I'm scared you're going to like roll your ankle or hurt yourself. I'm not running around. I just got to, I got to fucking shuffle to my car after the shuffle. <laughs> size 18. Shoes. Who goes in and free shoes? Oh, size 18s? No problem. I asked if he was wearing shoes in the shoes to make them stick. Like, dude, how, you can't wear, my dad, I think, wore 16s or 15s. And I tried them on. And I wear an 11 and a half. Dude, they, you would, you, there's no way you could wear them. He's wearing three sizes bigger. If you wore a 15, your sh- an 18 would be huge on you. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a huge shoe. Wow. It's almost double the size he wears. <laughs> yeah, she said he held it up to his foot. And she's like, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's wearing fucking ski boots. And to him, though, he like rationalizes it. Like, eh, they're great shoes. They're free. Well, yeah, he said, yeah, I, I couldn't turn it down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, you can. I said, what does his friend fucking play for the Lakers? Like, who's his friend that is 18s laying around? And so she said, like, what's with the shoes? And he's like, the mustache and the shoe, they're becoming a thing. <laughs> he said, like, it's his fucking Oh, my God. <laughs> Even David Taylor couldn't get. And I think he wears 15. 15 or 16, I believe. Yeah. yeah, those would be big on him. Yeah. And you, anybody wears shoes two those, sizes those too big. Those are big fucking shoes. I don't know how he walks around. Who did he get them from? I don't know. Are they, like, old NBA shoes? I have no idea. Who the fuck wears an 18? What percentage of population wears an 18? I would say, like, 0.1%. Very slim. Yeah, 18, I think, is big for the NBA, probably. Yeah. What size Shaq wear? Like 20 or 22. Which is, you're talking a seven-foot man. Yeah. And Holtzman's what, 5'11", 6? Maybe 6. Maybe I mean, he's not, yeah. I don't think he's not like, yeah, I've shaken, he, 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 you know what? I've shaken hands with him. He doesn't have huge I hands. He might be shorter than we think. Sometimes you picture Holtz because he's so larger than life. Yeah, you're like, yeah, he, he was six foot nine. He's five seven. Yeah. <laughs> but size is the fucking, it's the best thing I've Dude, ever heard. I gotta heard. start looking at his shoes from now on. If I see, if I'm in like a Ross or a Marshalls and I see a size 18. Try it on. No, I'll, I'll buy it for give it to him. Oh, free. <laughs> we just, you know what we should do? Just bombard him with shoes that are only eight. Or, I couldn't say no. Or 20s. I found a 25. <laughs> I was, if the guy's wearing a size fucking 18. And he wears a 10 or 11. Shoo. That's great, man. What a fucking, what a treat. <laughs> what a treat. There's ne- He's I never said something that has not just been in addition to the legend that he is. I can't wait. It's not a normal thing in his life. I'm dying to see him next because I hope he has a... Mo- like I'm dying Step to- on the front of his foot. I'm just dying to see them in person. Yeah. Somebody runs over his... Hey, don't worry, I got like eight inches here. <laughs> yeah, you can run over the four feet of his shoe. Wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, That's a real... I'm glad that you brought that up because that really tickles, tickles me. <laughs> He's got comedy shoes now He's that like, are basically clown shoes. He, he just tops himself every time you see him. Yeah, just when you think, you're like, how can he... Like, I've got this guy kind of figured out. Yeah, like I, I've seen it. I've seen everything he's got to offer. He comes out with something. I mean, he just joined Instagram out of nowhere. He, he always will do something crazy that you don't expect. He should be on Ari's new show, <laughs> Something Crazy. <laughs> you're wearing size 18s, though? 
I, I can't believe it. He should just do something like that where he just goes spends a day with insane comics. <laughs> like comics like off the like almost underground comics yeah. because like instead of something's burning, something's crazy. <laughs> uh so Bert, what, what, Bert what, should have Holtzman on something's burning. He could uh, pour he could pour, make something in the shoe. He would like it would either you be could make pasta, a bowl of pasta in his shoe. You could eat he, 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 maybe he puts like leftovers in the front of the shoe. Oh, you know so how those guys in Australia do what's called the shoe. Chewy, where they pull the beer in. Uh, Bert did it. You, you could drink. You would it's die. Like a, it's like a keg. You would die. It's, it's a pony keg for feet. <laughs> would fucking, it would just not stop. It's a pitcher. Uh, that something burning with Holson would either be the, the, utter, the biggest, greatest disaster of all time or most one of the most brilliant TV things. <laughs> it I've is ever hard to say what you're going to get. You don't have to do five episodes with him <laughs> and take your top one. Or just splice together, have him wear the same outfit. And cut together really one should episode. Do like a, he should do a Don Barris, Brian Holtzman, something burning. Oh, my God. Dude, we should talk to Bert about this. I know he doesn't know either of them, but and it would also have to be something where Bert kind of just watches from the sideline because it would be. He would have to, I think, go to the store late night for like a couple, like kind of watch what they, you know. He should do it on stage. It should be a late night something's burning. Alive at the comedy <laughs> store. A live cooking demonstration. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that would be uh, it. Would be interesting. It would definitely be, different than anything he's done. If he wants to do like a wild card one, one that's just going to be hilarious, like who knows what's going to happen? Because it, it could be one of the it could be one of the greatest things ever. I'll text him. I don't know. He's in Europe, I think. I, but, uh, at this point, I would say I'll just let it go. If we run into him, I would bring yeah. it up. I don't know if it's worth texting. <laughs> it's the type of thing though. Like we'll, he, we'll completely he, forget it. People will probably tweet it, but I'll remember. We should just tweet. You know, tweet Bert, but he, he like His at this Twitter point though is so fucking. That's true. I I think because uh, sometimes he doesn't get back to Ari forever. Yeah, I've heard. So uh, it's like well, and he's on tour. I but we will run into him probably. He's the big boss man, which we'll I said remember. to him when I saw him in person, and he looked at me like I was crazy. And then someone interrupted interrupted the conversation, so I didn't even get to explain it. And I, he gave me a look like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then I was like, it was like, and I was going to say, like, your guys' trip to Aspen or whatever you were. Uh, Utah. Or yeah, Utah. Park City. Yeah. yeah and then he, like, someone else, though, like, and I was like, ah, oh, that, that came up. I feel like sometimes when you, and he's in that uh, room, like, he is probably fielding so many questions and everything that I feel like he's in, like, a, in a separate zone, very yeah. removed. Because when I see him there, like, we don't really talk much. But then if you see him privately in, like, a small gathering, like, he'll, you know, you'll have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's, like I said, like other guys, like people, yeah. and I was like, all right. And it kind of he, but it, the whole weekend was about the big boss, man. Yeah, yeah. The whole week. Yeah, no, he was like, what, he like, looked at me like, so he gave me the weirdest look, and I was like, all right. That didn't. We haven't been on that show in a long time. Maybe yeah. At some point, we should go. Right, but then part of me is also like, we did the five and a half hours. We're not going to go. top it. I, Just we may have to do a 24-hour pool cast from his pool. <laughs> we spend a day with him. <laughs> he's now, you see he's growing weed. Yeah, I saw that. What is he, Steve O'Neill? He has like eight weed plants. He's so kids weird. who are like in his backyard. You know our uh, oh our old house in uh, in Valparaiso was turned into an Airbnb or not? It was turned into a bed and breakfast. You should go stay at. And it. these fucking cunts they should, they wrote. Give you a discount. No, they wrote. They wrote about it in the article. And the guy said what he found this house it was uh, neglected and dilapidated. You piece of shit. That fucking house was so my mom. 
made that house so fucking beautiful. I it was like he was like trying to Why drum up he, business. Is he just trying to like create a narrative? Yes, exactly. And I was so pissed. I sent it to my brother and sister, and they were like, <laughs> like, like we should fucking. I don't know if you could take legal action, but like all these articles talked about it, and I and if you look at so look at if I'm not going to give you the address, but. If anybody ever stumbles upon it, you can look at when when my mom put it up for sale. Look at the inside, and now look at what this guy's done to it. And in my personal opinion, the way we had it, way classier, way nicer, way more beautiful. This guy put a hot tub in the backyard. You should have Doctor Nova go stay there and maybe give it a negative review. Well, also he did a write up uh, about the house's history. And uh, in 1987, it talks about how my dad and mom took over the house. And then he wrote that my dad uh, was uh, was a real eccentric, was known as a, very, a real eccentric, which you didn't even know him. How the fuck? My family was pissed. My sister and brother were pissed. Like, what are you going putting in your what, what is my dad being an eccentric? By the way, I wouldn't describe him as an eccentric necessarily. Well, like, none of that's going to make anyone stay. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. not. It, it's just, I don't know. It was know almost what like it. a shot at the family. Yeah, it's an for odd. some odd reason. And then they also wrote how there used to be a cow in the backyard, a calf, much to the ire of the neighbors, which uh, not true. One, two. How does that have to do with the house history? Like, what? What does that do? You didn't get into the personal lives of the guy that built the fucking house. You yes. didn't get into the personal lives of the guy that took over the house after that. But then you're like, what is my dad being, uh, quote unquote, which I don't agree as an eccentric. Uh, have to do with the fucking house's history. Who even like reads that shit? It's like whether you're gonna stay somewhere or not. It's not like let me read the fucking I mean, fine print, yeah. backstories of like it, who cares. It really came up to this point where he was trying to build a fucking narrative. You're absolutely correct on that. Like it was like, look at here's this. You know, they he wants to have a more interesting backstory to yeah. the house than it is it to draw like a he's business. A step away from being like it's been rumored to be haunted. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't doubt like if that. that comes up next. Like it, it seems like he's grasping. It's like what can I do to be appealing? And it's like I don't think it, that's going to help. Yeah, it's like fuck you. I don't want. It sounds like this business could be uh, could be down. I don't. I don't know. But. He ju- he literally just opened. That's oh, why okay. the article came. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to say, I mean, you'll be able to find it, but I don't want people to go attack. Part of me wants people to go attack. Part of me is like, <laughs> I, I don't want, because it's not worth The guy put a lot of time and money into the house to get it up. I don't want him, his business room, but I am offended that um, how he described the house when he stumbled upon it to buy it. And also, also he was difficult to deal with with that. Maybe uh, Eric Heights is a silent partner with this guy. <laughs> One of his many uh, sponsors. It's the ultimate revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so well guess what uh tom i get to do especially you become a special part of a club i get to block you he should well he should just start a, a separate club of people that he's blocked probably <laughs> way more people that actually follow him now <laughs> this is what you should do uh this is your ultimate revenge i saw this and i, I thought of your your family for sure this has been a, a story for a while this is the burlington free press burlington uh, code factory free press <laughs> yeah taylor sent me this but a lot of people sent me barb sent me this but it's been kind of a, a fluid story. So uh, if you're in Vermont, if you, it says if you're driving down Route 128 between Westford and Fairfax, very specific, uh, there's a seven-foot-tall sculpture of a raised middle finger <laughs> carved from a 700-block pound of pine, and it's perched atop a 16-foot pole on the property of a guy named Ted Pelkey, old Teddy Pelkey. <laughs> And it's uh, he even has it lit up at night, so, ah! so it can be so it can what? be seen. What happened? 
He got in a battle with the town. Oh, I love it. And he fucking went crazy. They wouldn't. Uh, so he uh, put this thing up in protest of a long running dispute with the town of Westford. Uh, the town's development review board denied Pelkey a permit for an 8,000 square foot garage he wants to build on his 11 acre property. It's a big uh, ass garage. He spent $4,000 on the middle finger sculpture carved in Vermont by an artisan he declined to name. He didn't want to say who it was. I, don't, I guess he didn't want to get the guy in trouble or woman. Uh, he said, I've been trying to put a business there for the past 10 years. It's just never ending. They're railroading us real good. So he felt he was the victim of government bureaucracy. Yeah, man. Fuck that fucking town. And so he said, fuck He's you. got 11 acres. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Remember, it used to be you could build whatever the fuck you wanted on your goddamn house. The government didn't say, well, you yeah, know, you can't do that. Fuck you. John Little also would love this man. Would shake his hand. Oh, but, for sure. I bet you got no fire. You got no smoke detectors in there, do you? I like your style. Oh, wait, all your cars have the seatbelts cut off? <laughs> You're fucking true American, sir. <laughs> uh, so this guy's business is currently located in a nearby town where he says he's running out of space. I'm assuming he does some sort of uh, something with cars. But he has 11 acres. It's not like it's going to be some eyesore. Pretty decent amount. Oh, it says his main business is cleaning spools for a monofilament line company, whatever that means. Uh, Pelkey and his son uh, also do truck repair on the side. He said, it's a low-impact thing of the business. We have such little traffic, you'd wonder if we were even open. Like He's like, it's not going to interfere with that. Yeah. Uh, Allison Hope, the chair of the Westford Select Board, said Pelkey's application for a building permit fell short of the points it needed to score in the review process. Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, Notice of the decision... Wait a second. I I hate these sites. If you touch anything, they send you to some completely different fucking... I just did that. Hold, That's fine. Hold one second. Dude, I hate that. Oh, he, he fell short. Why don't you just say, yeah, we're not giving him a fuck. I hate this fucking double speak. I hate, I hate that they don't give you the fucking truth of the matter. Then they even get more murky. They said there's a variety of reasons for the denial, including that the application does not describe the proposed use of the structure. and It doesn't include the necessary information about lighting. He wants a garage, by the way. I don't know. He's probably not making crystal meth in there. He's probably not fucking uh, making uranium. So what? I don't know. What he, he wants to fuck. What if he put he wants to fuck sheep in there? I don't know what the <laughs> fuck to tell you. Uh, this lady said uh, about the sculpture, he apparently can do what he's done. She's upset. I think they looked into it because they said it's his property. You can put whatever the yeah. fuck he wants. Uh, they, they, looked, they said they looked at uh, zoning regulations and there was nothing the town could do to stop the middle finger from you, being raised. You know raised. they desperately wanted to. Yeah. Uh, it's not advertising a business or service, so it's not a billboard. Uh, Hope said, which are banned in Vermont. So this guy like, looked into, like, what can I get away with? In a oh, I forgot this was Vermont. They yeah. were fucking strict. So this, I like the fact there's no billboards. I do like that part. So but, this uh, uh, falls under the category of public artwork, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> which, you know, where anywhere else they wouldn't allow this, but since it's Vermont, there's a bunch of hippie fucks there fucking definitely. They're like, well, I don't know. She said the Pelkies can do what they like to exercise their free speech with the laws and regulations. These people are- This is probably coming a tourist attraction. I would, I would get, this seems like it's more disruptive than giving the guy his business. Yeah, I know, and I agree. I love that he goes, you know what? Fuck you. Here we go. <laughs> uh, this guy has- This a, is what this town's going to be known for. This guy's had a lawyer for the past six years. I'm assuming it's in regards only to this. Uh, his lawyer- Said, I think what I would say is he doesn't feel like the town of Westford has given him a fair shake. Uh, his lawyer appealed the Development Review Board's uh, decision. Uh, still waiting for a decision from the board. He declined to comment on what he discussed in the mediation. Yeah, man. 
That's like old Valparaiso. And uh, I guess Kid Rock has somehow got wind of this. And he's like, oh, man, I need one of those middle. He, he wants one oh, of the. Dude, he, this he, artist is going to become a millionaire. Off he, he wants one of them himself on his property. That's cool. Uh, so, yeah. So there you go. This Ted Pelkey telling Vermont to go s- to suck his dick. That is uh, <laughs> that is something that we would have done. But, uh, dude, that's when the when a town doesn't like you and they want you out. It's it's fucking. They do all kinds of shitty. They did so much shitty shit to my parents because they didn't like the Valparaiso Motel. It was fine in the seventies, eighties, and even the nineties. But two thousand, they wanted it to become a quote unquote like tourist destination. Who the fuck wants to go to Valparaiso? And so they're like, this is an eyesore. We don't and, and be, forget that a family is 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 making a lifestyle off of this, like making a living, putting kids through college. They just didn't want the fucking. They thought that since it was on a major highway and so many thousands of people passed in a day, they didn't want. They thought it gave Valparaiso a bad image. Well, fuck you. You should have put the big middle finger. Would have been. You're like that's a tourist. That'd be great. Tourist, Instead of a sign, the tourist attraction. Oh, dude. They. I mean, they. They had uh, so many things that they tried to get the uh, beautification board luckily i think we were grandfathered in but they had a picture that once when i spray painted coming soon ryan o'neill on our billboard that was uh, for rent <laughs> and they used that against uh, my parents because <laughs> they're like they're like, they're like Wait, he hasn't come yet <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i'm coming right on your face valpo it's false advertiser that's what they were upset by the way about. i like the people of valpo i hate the fucking the fucking whatever the government of valpo can suck my dick by the way i don't know did you see this frankie uh sent us something on twitter he said we need to ask bushman about there's a, apparently a place in liberia i think named monrovia called chocolate city oh i mean is that real i don't know we it's on have... a map right here i'll look it up is is it because they make chocolate i have no idea Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Like Willy Wonka lives there. Oh, the best chocolate. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Sometimes you get a diamond in the chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every weekend I was in Chocolate City. Oh, Let me man. See. I'm going to yeah, look it up. Yeah, Mr. Hershey going to Chocolate yeah, City. Is. Chocolate City is a town in uh central northern suburb of Monrovia, Liberia. So it's in a suburb. Yeah, contains the Elizabeth Blunt School and the uh, Francis Freeman Elementary. What? Where's chocolate come from in this? I don't know. This we we a, should ask Bush. Is this live, a racial thing? At or the live show, a, ask him if he's ever been to Chocolate City. We need to come up with a list of questions that that we have to ask him um, it, so we can keep... Because the, the thing about Bush is, since we're going to have... It's a very specific amount of time. We oh, want to hit. The, we want to hit the strong points. Yeah, and sometimes Bush is a slow starter. We should almost do a stopwatch. Bush. Give us one minute on your thoughts on, and then go, and then we stop him. But he would be like, I'm mean, going ask like a question. You're like, all right, the minute's up. Yeah. We got to move on to the next subject. Uh, so we'll Chocolate yeah, Chocolate City. City. I've never never heard of that. Oh, yeah. We lived in the suburbs, Chocolate City. Oh, yeah. The, the, the geese there, they laid Cadbury eggs. Oh, yeah. You're like, Bush, Every what? night we had chocolate. Look at Aaron. He doesn't believe me. Like Bush, it's a lot. It sounds crazy. Yeah, it's the it's the tooth it's the tooth cavity capital of the world. No dentists are allowed in Chocolate City. It's the sister city of Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> We're gonna rock down to Chocolate City, city Avenue. Avenue. Whoa, whoa! I was dude, that scared the shit out of me. I thought it was the fucking Golden State Killer. He's seventy eight. I would still be scared of him though. Yeah, because you know why he has no fear, and just he's, you know he has an appetite for fucking yeah. 
it's scary when you see guys who don't care whether they live or die sort of thing. What do you uh, tell of the granddaughter? Like, hey, where did uh, grandpa go? Uh, oh, he raped 50 women. Jesus, dude. That's a real, like, that could ruin that girl's life. Uh, yeah, it's ruined. When you know that DNA Amazing. is in your city, you know, you're like, do I have kids? Do I want to have no, kids? No, I know. Like, it's, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. I would pro. I, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if the serial killer gene passed down or. Yeah, I don't know. 75 long road truckers, dude. <laughs> or serial killers. Do you hear about this one that we can get out of here? Jeremy, uh, a.k.a. Howard Moon, sent this. The Moon. I love the Moon. He's always on top of it. He's very in, interactive. Indiana too. native. Is he? Yeah. He's, he's got some funny stuff. He's to a guy say who lives too. in uh, Terry Haute. Okay. Um, I don't know if he's from there, but he lives there. Uh, have you heard about this? It's made big news. This is uh, Fox. Burger King is, uh, they're trying to combat Happy Meals. And the, the oh. dude. Fast food has gone so fucking bizarre. We've done some stuff. Uh, yeah. Del Taco's doing the soap. KFC's making hot tubs. KFC has a line of male uh, dancers for I a saw Mother's that. Day campaign. It's just getting that. fucking bizarre. Uh, they're like exotic, these jacked guys with their shirts off. It's, it's Everyone's just going crazy. ponying up for the a little piece of the uh, pie that I guess, is is it shrinking? Well, I think Why are they it, getting so desperate? I think as people become more health conscious. But they but but these they still do like healthy choices now. Well, that, and that, that gets into this and this. But so Burger King has announced. Also, I feel like people are getting unhealthier. Like, isn't the obesity epidemic only rising? Yeah, it's true. So they feel that they're going after McDonald's as Happy Meal. I guess Burger King's like, I don't know. Have they what ever do done they have? I don't know. They must they, have something. They must have like a kid's meal. I don't know what they call yeah, it. They, they, there's no way that they just let the Happy Meal go for like 30 years and didn't retaliate in any way. So their big thing is, is they're like, well, we're making our own thing for adults and no one's happy all the time, they said in a press release. So they're doing real meals. That's what they're dubbing them. <laughs> what is this? Shit? You're you're able to order a Whopper base meal box in a variety of different moods, and uh, Happy is not one of them. You go fuck yourself, Burger King. <laughs> who's who's like? What is this? This is a mood ring of meals. It's so stupid. Oh, so, it's blue. I'm feeling sad. So the mood options include pissed, blue, pissed. S- no, no, legit pissed. Pissed. It'll say pissed. Yeah. Like, give me a pissed meal. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you want me to piss Wait, on these guys go rogue? What if you have a guy who's foreign? He's like, oh, they want me to piss on the food, and they piss all over. I don't your want wop? no piss. <laughs> don't piss. Don't piss on Whopper. Oh yeah, I love to piss. Yeah, more piss. I'm from Chocolate City. These guys have gone off the rails. They've gone rogue. Their marketing is I don't know who's doing it. Why don't it's they do crazy. cunty? Feeling a little cunty today. <laughs> yeah, pissed, blue, salty, yes. Why? Yes. Dude, what focus group did they use for this? They have DJAF, don't give a fuck. Oh, no way. <laughs> this is crazy. I feel like Burger King's about ready to close down. We should How go in. How in the fuck is this a thing? We should go into Burger King. If we had our uh, up and running all things comedy show, I, we should. My, my buddy's dad used to own nine <laughs> Burger Kings. We should, we should, if we had one, I would like to go in there on video and order a crazy horny. Yeah. <laughs> <Move on>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do, you, do you have a? Do you have a? How hard is your rock hard cock meal? <laughs> that's I'm feeling. That's the mood I'm in right now. Yeah. Is I want to know how hard your rock hard cock is. Uh, can I get a greasy asshole happy meal? Can I get the uh, the anal pounder? <laughs> oh. Dude, no way. I'm gonna get. Uh, yeah, give me a cock whopper. 
I'm going to get, I think I may be schizophrenic, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Can I get the shit box? Can I get a uh, day after mushrooms? <laughs> I'm feeling a little down. Uh, the fuck is can I going get the on? suicide whopper? <laughs> this is so crazy. This it, makes no, it makes no sense. It seems no like such a fucking stretch. Like it seems like such a, like I feel like they're on the cusp of bankruptcy because this seems like so extreme. Like if you told me like there was some sort of weird movie plot that like a child was somehow like left in a will and it took over, like I wouldn't be shocked. This is like, like an 11 year old like, oh, I'll, I'll, I have ideas. This is like that guy that worked at Paramount, uh, and his four-year-old son created that an that idea movie. for that movie yeah. Monster Truck. What if there were real monsters in Monster Trucks? Yeah, and, and then they made the movie hit it bombed terribly. Like, everyone, oh, maybe we shouldn't let four-year-olds make movie decisions. So are they? Are they? Here, is there a line of thinking like McDonald's is going to be for the kids and Burger King's going to be for the adults? Why don't they start putting titty meals? Like, or you get a <laughs> you pornographic eat, movie you with it? Eat them off. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. T- or they serve them. The wrapped in porno paper. Or like we are giving dildos away with every fifth whopper. Yep. Or they they may have a chocolate dildo uh, dessert. Why not you have a fucking mayonnaise dispenser that's shaped like a dick and it shoots it out onto your burger? <laughs> you want to go you, crazy? Let's go crazy. What if you have to be 18 and over to even go in the drive-thru of Burger King? <laughs> There's like a beaded, the drive-thru bead. Yeah, adults car. only. Like a porno theater or rental. Can I get the DGAF? Can I get the DTF? I'm down to fuck right now, Whopper. I'm down to food. (laughs) So stupid. What? And by the way, you know there are idiots who love this. Who are like, oh, I can't wait to go in there and order the DGAF. I'm pissed. Give me that pissed meal. Let me get that TGI Friday. I feel bad for the employees because they're only opening themselves up for ridicule from high school kids at the drive-thru. Shtick. Yeah. People doing shtick, fucking dads who are bored. Shtick should be one. Shtick this in your ass. <laughs> Can I get uh, trying to be morbidly obese? <laughs> Can I get the Eric Heights? Oh, dude, what a disaster. It's just, it's insane. They, and so uh, they couldn't, for PR, they teamed up with the Mental Health America. Yeah, who, the retarded mental health? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Mental Health Awareness Month. They like... To encourage people to be and feel their own way. This sounds like they're mocking mental illness it's, or health. It's but they say with the pervasive nature of social media, there's so much pressure to appear happy and perfect. Is there? I don't well, think there is. Uh, hey, Burger King, won't you keep your fucking dick out of my business, you <laughs> piece of shit? Yeah, I don't want you. Uh, Who my cares? mood. This my mood has nothing to do with you. My, hungry is the only mood you should be concerned with. They don't give a fuck about your mental health. They're there no. to sell burgers you fucks you want to help mental health why don't you give free fucking food to people who have mental health problems i'll go in there i'll be like dude i'm insane give me some fucking food <laughs> take your take the profits out of it and let's see how much you care about mental health don't get out of fuck. here it's a fucking promotion and you're like well no we're here to help mental health this has nothing to do with our bottom line this is all this is also kind of indicative of where they're at so this came on the heels of another big announcement which uh they revealed that their plans to make a it's called the impossible burger and that's a plant- I'm dropping, I just dropped my mic that's on a, purpose because this is a, a fucking stupid. Plant-based Whopper. It's a, they're like, hey, vegetarians and vegans need our delicious shitty food. I feel like the I feel like the shit that they put in to make it taste like a... Because I had one of these once because uh, I think it was the only thing... I think we bought one as an experiment. And the list of ingredients to make something taste like a burger must be way more harmful than actually eating a burger. Here's what's it, according to this, this is what's in it. It's uh, soy protein, coconut oil, and heme. Is that a typo? Is that hemp? I don't it says know. This is the plant-based. But, there's, but there's a lot of things they put in there to bond it. 
and to give it texture yeah, and color. Dog and, shit's one of them. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it. Might be like the uh, secretions from the anal gland of a beaver, like perfume. <laughs> on the way over here, I had NPR on for a minute. During the day, it can be hard to swallow some of their stuff. But, I, uh, I like NPR listening to it because it enrages me. I, it's sitting in there screaming. Sometimes I feel like uh, Bill Burr and I would get along amazingly. <laughs> you should pull up next to each other, both screaming at the same. <laughs> you fucking. You listen to NPR? I'm listening to NPR too. And then I come home and talk to Abby and she's like, and then she'll be like, I can't take this anymore. You can't talk to me about stuff. Cause I'm like, you know what I fucking heard at NPR? She's like, stop listening to NPR. Just turn it off. You're like those people who like listen to Howard Stern to get enraged about like that. Yeah. It's pornographic. It's like, just but stop listening. 40% of the stuff I actually enjoy. Like I like hearing things about the business. I like hearing, but then, then the other 60% is just enraging. So uh, they were saying a company, they were talking about this very thing about like these Del Taco, I think one of the Mexican fast food places is doing a plant-based taco. Uh, It's like, they're like young, younger Americans or they, uh, they're, they're like how they worried about global warming and worried about blah, blah, blah. I mean, but they they don't eat hot tacos. I don't know. That's the thing is like, don't eat fast food. Also fast food. I mean, you know what? If you want to stop with all, if you want to do something good for the climate, stop wasting food. We waste a third of our fucking food. Yeah. So uh, they said this company that just uh, went public, this like that makes veggie this sort of shit. They said it, they, it, it, the stock went so fucking crazy right away that it's being evaluated at three billion. The company, no way. Three billion. They're like, eventually it's going to come down. Should have gotten to in Earth. on that. They're but like, it's insane. They're like, they're like we have like. Very rarely do you see once a company, they announced like they were teaming with them to make these things. I think that yeah, this is the company that like I guess wow. is providing a lot of the uh, these companies, and it just it who went, would have thought that the went what, crazy one of the more volatile industries would be uh, meat substitute <laughs> manufacturers. <laughs> McDonald's, I guess, is not getting on board uh, as of yet, but we'll see. They'll succumb to the pressure. But they said McDonald's is so much bigger in terms of like uh, restaurants and they like to do it. It would take like a long time. Like Burger King could roll it out faster. I always felt like Burger King had an identity crisis. Like McDonald's was good. Wendy's was like always the, always like the third, but, but they were comfortable being the bronze. What I th- Wendy's though, what they did well was like, yeah, they're like, we know what we are and who we came. Like we, we're not going to try like Burger King, McDonald's competed, and Wendy's goes, I'll just take the, your leftovers, your yeah, sloppy thirds. Remember when they were serving fucking baked potatoes in oh, like yeah, the great. 80s? They had the bar. Their, their french fries were completely different. They had a fucking Frosty. Yeah, they, they did their own shit. Which Dave I, Thomas they, was brilliant. He was doing square burgers. No he, one does the square burger. Yeah. He wasn't chasing anybody. He was like, ah, third place. I'm still making a pretty good living. When McDonald's just had such good branding with Grimace yeah. and Ronald McDonald. Like, Burger King's never, they've always been looking for they something like the that. They have Burger King now. <laughs> yeah. The shitty king with that stupid head, yeah. and the, the, the crowns that idiots wear, and the, the Whopper. It was always gross. I mean, they were all the very, burgers uh, were gross. The Whopper is a very specific, it's juicy. <laughs> it was it's very juicy. It <laughs> was a good point for. Oh uh, yeah, good, good, uh, <laughs> good time to walk in talking about how juicy Whoppers are. Uh, my wife, who doesn't want to be mentioned on the podcast, just walked through the door. <laughs> I don't blame. Do you want to say hi to people? <laughs> we're gonna alter her voice so you can't we're text. actually done in two minutes we're just talking about juicy whoppers are <laughs> how do you feel about whoppers going plant-based they have plant-based whoppers and also they're also doing uh well mood instead of happy meals they're doing mood meals pissed is one of them yeah don't give a f- and don't yeah. give a f- 
Uh, ah, just the same, <laughs> same food. <laughs> just it says pissed on the outside. It, they, they make it angrily. <laughs> seems like a stretch, does it not? I feel like it's a little bit of a stretch. Okay, yeah. It'll probably work, though, if people are stupid. Uh, well, that's contrary to our belief. <laughs> we think they're going to go bankrupt. <laughs> the Whopper, for me, the downfall was just the very specific... It like kind of like you got like a hangover, yeah. Yes. And the taste, and you like the, it's a weird lingering. Because I think it was different than the Big Mac, uh, because I felt like they were trying to top the Big Mac, the Whopper. So they just loaded more sauces and like piled it higher. Yeah, it's, it's very sloppy. Yeah, <laughs> like the Big Mac's McDonald's, right? Yeah. Okay. I like the Big Mac from uh, McDaniel's from coming <laughs> from to Mc- America. McDowell's. McDowell's. Excuse me, <laughs> McDaniel's. Uh, same thing. Someone should open a McDowell's. McDowell's, they do a pop-up shop at Fat Sal's in Hollywood. I can't, I, you know, because they're going to do Coming to America too. I guess it's in production it or sounds, starting. Sounds crazy. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I, gonna I hope great. McDowell's is like a, now a national franchise. It's going it. to be great or terrible. Louis Anderson, I hope, reprises his role. I hope he reprises his role, but as his role in in baskets. <laughs> but, oh, you could do his role in baskets, but he's still washing yeah. the lettuce. Yeah. But now as a woman. But now he's he's trans. Yeah, which would be great. That'd be fucking fun. Oh. His his character in Baskets one of the greatest characters of the past decade. It's such a great comeback late. In Kenny career. Powers, Louis Anderson in Baskets, and Stevie from uh, Oh Stevie Janowski <laughs> from Eastbound and Down. I mean, three of the greatest TV characters of of all up there with they're up there with Michael Scott from The Office <laughs> and fucking Kramer from Seinfeld, B. Arthur from Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> was her name Dorothy? Dorothy, I think so. Uh, all right. Well, there's a Golden Cruise, uh, Golden Girls boat cruise you can go on now. Is so it crazy how like these specific like who I would guess people would go on that? I Have like. they ever done a prequel to Golden Girls? I brought this up to somebody. They're like, you should do that. I go, yeah, because I have the rights to the Golden Girls, and also I, I guess like Sex in the City would probably. Be oh, I think that probably. Yeah, close. I think it's like that. inspired by. I think that people, yeah. I don't know who's who. I, don't know. People, I was like, there's got to sure be people somebody probably have done articles it. on it. Like, who's, yeah. who's which? Yeah, we should do uh, an all-black uh, Little People version of prequel of Golden Girl. We should do a sequel to Little People Big World. We should do a prequel. How how Matt, oh, Matt, how how Matt. Matt met Amy. This is before, And this is like before he's in the wheelchair, before he's using the crutches. You show him at the conventions when he's tearing it up, and then he meets her, and his friends are like, Hey man, you you know used to be fun. Now you're kind of lame. This, ah, you know, I met a woman. I'm gonna settle down. I'm gonna build a pirate ship. Dude, Matt Roloff should people that are complaining like I can't get a job. I'm not getting paid enough for. I'm lazy. They should look at Matt Roloff. Here's a guy. He's Eric in a Heitz, fucking wheelchair. Eric Heights should look at Roloff. He's a, he's a major success. He wears his red sweater. He's major got a fucking, fucking look. success. Before we get out of here, happy birthday to Jake. Happy 19th birthday to Kieran. Whoa, and Kieran. That, not the same. You're a little young to be listening to the show, but happy birthday. He's old enough. He's 19 now. He's a man. Emerson uh, sent a sweet picture of himself with GSP. Uh, he played baseball at McGill in uh, Canada. GSP went to an event that I guess oh, his really? team was at. That's cool. Claims he spoke to him in a Nick Diaz voice the whole time. I don't know if I believe that or not. He said GSP seemed odd. I can see GSP. Ah, this is very strange. Uh, is this your real voice or are you doing this as a character? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Emerson. Uh, he he said he sent it to me before. I don't recall ever seeing uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't see it. I apologize if uh, if I did see it. Also, I, listen to Beach Cops. Um, yeah, 
Episode Somebody, 11. Oh, hold on. I have I have to read something uh, as a promotion for Beach Cops. Is, that, is it from Beardo? He had a great uh, tweet about it. Uh, all right, he had a great tweet for sure. And this was on Reddit, I found. Hang okay. O'Neal's walking away. I'm alone. I'm, I'm terrified. It is scary. Right now, I feel like uh, Ron Burgundy when, uh, when he was fed the wrong information on the teleprompter. Uh, this is from the Reddit subreddit that that is the danish o'neill subreddit that somebody started a while ago uh somebody asked a question hey i'm considering joining the patreon to listen to the podcast i was wondering what they cover and if it's similar to the dno podcast and a bunch of people wrote back it's like boner city 2.0 but my one of my favorites was this guy wrote it takes a physical toll on your mind and body that's not an exaggeration. Everyone here will back that up. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they love it. Uh, here's what Beardo has to say on Twitter. Beach Cops number 11 has the best and most plentiful farts of any podcast I've ever heard. Big congrats to Zach Lunch, Danish O'Neill, and DeWitty. Uh, so if that doesn't intrigue you, yeah. I mean, that's saying a lot. There have been some, uh, the last couple episodes, and I tell Courtney when I go home, she doesn't really, she doesn't listen to the show, so she's yeah. like, doesn't really, she's like, what is it like? What, what is it? Doing I, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know how to describe it. So I've it. tried to describe it, and then I said I, I've been telling her about the increase in fart volume uh, and frequency, and she's like, "Doesn't it smell?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a small room. It gets hot in there. It gets real. It's hot right now, dude. It is. We can't do three hours. The last in the episode eleven months, was three summer hours. Summer months, one of us may die recording Beach Cops. Well, he has the he's got that AC. Yeah, he, has he a, doesn't he, turn he, it on for. He's summer. like, yeah, I have central air, and it's like, yeah, we, we yeah, wanna, may, yeah, you have it, but it's just there as a prop because may, you're not using it. They want to turn it on. Um, and it, the last one was three hours long. Yeah, and at the end, it got so <laughs> insane. Oh, I, want, I don't think we could do three hours anymore. I might start taking, two, two to two and a half is our sweet spot. I might have to take a Lyft or an Uber there because when I, I get out, I feel like I almost can't. Dr- I'm not drinking. I'm not doing any drugs. You know what we should do? We should. Sp- we got to do a drinking one. Yeah, to get real crazy. Like maybe the, maybe Tuesday. Does uh, Andy D drink? Yeah, remember he's drinking. Oh, yeah, he, oh, yeah, he'll uh, drink there. Whiskey there. We should have. Him I mean, do, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be beer. Should have some of his. What is it? Kratom. Whatever. I'm going to drink some wine. <laughs> Everyone needs to drink something completely different to give them a, a different buzz. I'm going to drink malt liquor and just get fucking crazy. <laughs> You'll hate yourself the next day. Yeah, well, Crappy malt liquor. <laughs> remember we drank Steel Reserve with John Little, and we got it was a crazy. We should do one where we all smoke pot. One where we all drink. One where we all do, do something else. Heroin. <laughs> it'd be the, that'd be like oh yeah it would just be a bunch of mellow dudes sitting there fucking spacing out man all right well there it is another episode in the books hopefully we see you guys uh june 20th i like these day casts kind of yeah we should start doing morning spice casts. them up i wouldn't mind a morning cast <laughs> not bright and early i guess this is noon but yeah it's early whatever. for us yeah might as well be a morning cast all right, everybody. Have a good week, and uh, that's been uh, pre-show, post-talk, post-talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to write that down because I don't. <laughs> yeah, I lost myself. All, All right, right, let's get out of here. Steel